Welcome back, everybody, to the PC Master Race podcast, where player choice is the best platform. This is episode 61. Uh, it's another triple D on id software. My name is Dakota. My name's John. And my name is Jones. That was really weird, John. <laughs> what was weird about me? You no, know, your mic just like cut out. So all I heard was, this is John. Oh. <laughs> my name is Jeff. My name is Jeff. <laughs> my, name's, my name's John. <laughs> I'm Johnny. <It's> Johnny. <laughs> anyway, sorry. All right. So uh, this is another triple D. Hey. Uh, so what that is, is a developer deep dive. Basically, we're going to be uh, going over the history and some interesting facts and interesting things that happened to the company that we're covering. Mm -hmm. This week's episode, mm -hmm. I am hosting. So, of course, I picked id Software mm -hmm. because I like their games, Yeah, of course. Somebody does. Uh, do you guys have a huge like history uh, with id Software? I'm going to have to wait for you to tell me all the games I've made first, and then I'll tell you <laughs> if, if there's one. Uh, I'm trying to... Th I know there is a couple... I just can't think of what they they've made off I top mean, of my head. Other than the Doom, obviously, it's like their huge one. Oh yeah, yeah. But I've I never mean, been like a like a huge Doom person. I I do like the Doom games. I've just never been like hardcore. I gotcha. I mean, I played the original Doom on DOS, so I guess I would be <laughs> the con connoisseur. <laughs> I mean, I played Doom one and two, and then like mm -hmm. I think I don't know if it's Doom one or two that had like something of Evil expansion. There's like an expansion that came out for it. Uh, or it's like ulti I think it's just Ultimate Evil or something. It just like added a bunch of different maps and stuff to it. I remember that from something like, way yeah, back in the day. Like I remember that Doom started as like shareware too, which is a big thing. Like the we'll go over that. Nice. I, I want to so say that it was like Ultimate Doom <laughs> yeah, or something. So, it yeah. is Ultimate Doom. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I did play OG Doom on a land with my sister when I was like like five. popping out floppy disks and everything. No, I think it was already like I think it was actually they had it installed on a hard drive, but this had to be like. Okay. I think I was five, so like 1995, 96, maybe. I remember playing actually on LAN, like with another computer, my sister sitting next to me, and me screaming bloody murder whenever like the big rocket demon <laughs> dudes were like killing us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I think I said this before on the show. Like, I don't know why I was playing Doom at five. Like, whatever my parents doing. And now you're happening. here. <laughs> yeah, now I'm here. This is, it's a, this is a slippery slope. So you, you didn't. You didn't turn out that bad. <laughs> it's all downhill from here, boys. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So before we get into the main topic, we do have a couple things to cover. First, we're going to be going over some community events. So, Jones, go ahead and take that. Yeah. So this is actually something that we have been kind of discussing in the background. And we've touched on this a couple times in the show, but we haven't actually like officially said anything or like made a stance in for this thing so uh i guess one of our i guess our first official like mission statement for the podcast um is gonna be a don't be an asshole so <laughs> i don't that's that's gonna be the name of it um so when we started the show i think we didn't necessarily know exactly what we wanted the show to turn out to be um we weren't really sure if we we're just going to be a show um you know a podcast maybe talk about news just kind of have fun we didn't know really where it was going to go um we're 60 well now this is episode 61 we are 61 episodes in or past a year where you know we're technically in season two and um yeah it's been a crazy journey to get here <laughs> um, and uh up to this point with uh our community we've we've had we've been extremely fortunate to have 
a ton of awesome people in the community, listeners and, you know, just friends now is what I would say. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people, it's like, 100%. if I'm talking about the people in Discord to other people in real life, I'm like, oh, okay, they're like friends and family now. <laughs> it's like, this is like yeah. evolved <laughs> past something where it's yeah. like, it's gotten to the point where, you know, in the, in the morning, everyone's saying good morning to each other. And if someone's gone for three days, people are like, hey, where's so-and-so been? Like, we haven't seen them in a while, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So we've had a... Where's Padme? Is she all right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anakin's dead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah cause I definitely didn't cut his arms and legs off and throw them in the lava. <laughs> uh, um, so we've been extremely fortunate with the show to only have a couple of rotten eggs. And we're specifically talking about our Discord. I mean, we haven't gotten any hate mail or anything yet, so that's good. Um, but... It's it's one of those things, too, with the show and with the community and PCMR in general. There's there's a elitism. Yes. Yeah. It, that it, comes elitism. with it. Yeah. Because we have the option to go above and beyond what consoles can do mm -hmm. uh, there. There starts to be a um, uh, uh, what is a nice way of saying a schlong measuring contest? E, it's called the e, an EP measuring contest. Yeah, or a piss, an EP measuring or a pissing contest. contest. Look how much better there my go. stuff pissing is contest. than yours. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. Look how, look how great everything I have is compared to what you have. Yeah. And so, yeah. and this is definitely not everyone. I, hey, we already had an episode about what kind, what camp are you in? You know, there's a silent majority. There's the vocal minority. The the you yeah. know. The people that are like the elite elite, like, oh, if you don't have a 30, 90, you're trash. You know, if you don't have this and that, then yeah. you're terrible at everything. Right. And I don't want to like bring a blanket statement on everyone because everybody, in my opinion, how I when I talk to people, it's like, hey, I'm going to judge you based on your own character, your own merits. That's it. You know what? If yep. if if you come in, you know, with your six shooters, guns a-blazing, <laughs> and you start popping off right away, it's like, okay, you're throwing up red flags, give you the benefit of the doubt, things go poorly, we probably part ways. So be it, yep. right? But um, with PCMR in general, and I'm not talking, I'm talking about everything, I'll give that a blanket statement, not just like the subreddit or their website or yep. anything else, just the the like actual master race segment of people that immediately like, oh, I play on PC, so I'm better than everyone. And I yeah. know that when we started this show, that was almost that was kind of our opinion. Like, hey, you should play on PC because that's the best platform. And we've kind of evolved into I think doing this show has helped and having a community has helped a ton yeah. kind of narrow our vision, our vision and be like, hey, we want people to play on PC because that's the most pro consumer thing you can do. You have you have unlimited yeah. options to pick your own hardware, build your own computer. You can play. It's not controlled by one company. Exactly. It may seem like it sometimes, yeah. but <laughs> but you can play on Linux if you want. Yeah, and, and, that, and I'm not just yeah. talking about operating systems. Like you can have literally yeah. whatever video card you want, whatever motherboard, yeah. whatever RAM. Like you have options. Even when yep. you're playing, like hey, you can use Steam, you, you can use Origin, you can use Epic, Humble Bundle, whatever the heck you want to use to play games. Yeah, you can literally not spend a dime on games and play free to play games forever. Right. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of where the direction that we've been heading for a while is like, what is, you know, it's like, what is my purpose? The little butter robot from Rick and Morty. I think we reference that like every other yeah, episode. Yeah, we've done that a lot. A yeah. ton. Yeah, but it's like, what is our purpose? And our purpose, I think, is to kind of be shepherds for people that want to experience something that's more pro-consumer and that you have more flexibility and options to do what you want, right? So yeah. if you want to try out PC, we want to be... Uh, an easy 
way into that uh, community because that community is large mm-hmm. and yeah. there's so many options and it's daunting well and i mean we just want to try to make it as easy as possible and inviting too because yeah. uh, like jones said you have the option to buy whatever you want that means super expensive things yeah and when people buy something super expensive they want to justify it yeah well that's and they like, will they can be mean about it yeah. <laughs> it's like you like <laughs> you, you just did that. the motherboard episode right mm-hmm. and you went over every yeah. type of like every type of everything so that someone when somebody comes into this they can understand what everything means and if they don't want m.2 they don't have to get m.2 nvme they can get you can still get a regular hard drive if you want to it doesn't it's not that big of a deal yeah like exactly and like that i mean i mean that's not motherboards but i mean like it's just we go over all the hardware so the people coming in even the monitors monitors is huge that's Mm -hmm. its own monster to tackle and it's like you know just kind of getting people you don't need to yeah, you don't need to know everything in the world about PC to join the community and have a good time. Yeah. That's why that's why our Discord exists. You yeah. know, we we like it yes, it is the PCMR like podcast Discord mm-hmm. and we do talk about hardware quite a bit, but we're in there to play games and hang out and have fun. Yeah. And I think and I think there's people will join. Like we literally had a guy join today and you know he was like wow i've joined a discord and i look at the chat and there's people that are saying good morning to each other like this is very weird you know and there's people kind of talking throughout the day and i think literally he joined today i think his name is virtual correct something like that yeah yeah and i think he was like he was like oh my god the chat died for 10 minutes and i was more productive in this 10 (laughs) minutes than i have been the past six hours he's like i joined this discord today and i've done nothing but just type in discord i was like yeah it can it can really have that effect because there's a ton of different chat channels there's literally channels for pretty much everything you can think of and yeah people are like conversation hopping crazy all the time so this is the thing this is kind of the point i want to get across um we have a community we built a community on the discord i mean obviously you guys have built the community because we're just the platform basically um if if you're interested in not only pc we have we've have tons of people that like hey i'm just thinking about building a pc for the first time i don't really know what i'm doing can you check some parts for me blah 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 that's what we're here for the community is awesome there's tons Mm -hmm. tons of helpful people in there so many helpful knowledgeable we don't have anyone in there that is trying to start a pissing contest we just don't and those people when they come in when we've had a couple of them they don't last long they last a day or two yeah, and they're yeah. out and they leave because they're not getting their they're, yeah their they're not getting stroked yeah they're not yeah exactly so if yes i mean i think we had a guy come in literally lasted like 30 minutes and he literally came in and said hey how how why can't i post pictures so i can show you my pc that puts all your computers to shame and you guys suck and i was like okay i wasn't even awake before he left the discord (laughs) and i was like maybe he meant to join the pcmr like subreddit discord i don't know because that seems like kind of i don't know and the thing is too is like if you just specifically like go to the reddit everything that's on the front page is gonna kind of be like that right and i i think that that gives you a negative impression if you are like oh i heard that pc is really good let me go check out this pc subreddit that's super you know there's three four million people on and you go look and you're like it can kind of give you like a bad taste in your mouth from the get-go even i mean we're yeah. literally a piece of our podcast i hardly ever go to the subreddit because i'm like this is pretty toxic i'm not gonna lie you know what i mean <laughs> okay, and i'm, yeah, I'm all, not- all i ever see is just because i have it like subbed on yeah, my, at my so i'm going through mm-hmm. i just see like crazy builds on over i'll yeah. never afford and and that's like, all I ever see. On it's there. like, well, that is cool. It's also like, I mean, hey, you know what? If you have a if you have a really awesome custom computer and you want to show it off, I get it. But but 
that doesn't mean that if somebody comes in, they're like, oh, I just got a 1050. It's my first build. You can't be like, awesome. That's cool. You know what? I'm happy for you because you have a computer and now you can play games. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's not about, it's not about the hardware you have in your system. It is literally about how you use it. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, hey, you know what? If you want to come in and say, hey, you know what? I'm, I want to make some friends, play some games, have a good time, have some laughs and then go to sleep. Cool. This is the place to do that. That's that's our Discord that, link in the description. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. All I right. know that that yeah. was very long-winded, and I was supposed to write a sort of script, and that was just freeballing it, it. So it sorry. It needed to be said. It needed to be said. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. with that being said, before we move on to what we've been playing, if you suck, don't join the Discord because you will get kicked out. <laughs> you will either leave on your own fruition, or you'll probably just you'll have, you're not going to have a good ha- time. You have to like really try to to yeah. get to what he's Everyone talking about is because super friendly. Because like, we have people that have like crazy builds, they just yeah. don't brag about it. Yeah, they they're like, "Hey, this yeah. is what I have." We're like, "Oh, it's super cool," and they're like, "Yeah, it's awesome." All right. Yeah. All right. Next. Like, yeah. Cool. Playing, Let's play some games are we together. Playing games or what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. So let's jump into what we've been playing. Yes. John, do you want to take that away? Yeah. So I'll I'll make mine real quick. I finally made Silver Four in League of Legends. A nice. buddy of mine, Phantomfall, him and I play a lot. Nice, congrats. Yeah, you'll see him in the Discord sometimes. We play. Yeah, we mm-hmm. we sit there and grind, grind it out one night. Somehow, we won like four, like three, three power, or four games in a row. The power of Odin came down. And Odin's yeah, I think I won one, <laughs> lost one, and then won three in a row, and then I got it. But nice. It, nice. Oh, yeah, because I went to promos. I think I won the first one, lost the second one. I was like, oh. And then I won the next like two or three in a row. And, uh, it was, rough. was that after you opened like six loot boxes and finally the game was like, all right, you paid enough. I've <laughs> definitely already paid <laughs> the ten, enough. The ten, cent, the, the ten cent lords were like, we've blessed it be, upon you. I should be at least yeah. challenger by now. How much money? <laughs> oh, <no>. So uh, <laughs> that oh, honestly might be the hardest I've ever had to work for something in a video game ever in my entire time ever playing video games. That, that was wow. rough. And I that might sound like I'm you've been on that grind for yeah. four months. The only thing I compare it to is trying to rank up to like platinum in Overwatch, but I did not try this hard. Oh yeah, like this was crazy. And I know a lot of people say the bronze to silver is one of the hardest to get out of that. I yeah. haven't played any rank since then. This was about a week ago. I just been playing normal <laughs> games to just have fun. Like I'm just yeah, playing to, calm be, to play casual. Yeah, and uh, keep, keep your blood mad, pressure but... under 180. <laughs> yeah, but it makes you it makes you be able to go in and just be like it's win or lose. I still get mad because I, I can still see my win percentages and I don't want them to go down on someone I like playing. Uh-huh. But yeah. Anyway, so I've been still playing that. Uh, Congrats. Nice. Thank you. Happy for yes, you. Finally. Um, I also started playing Final Fantasy 14. I don't know if I said that last time. I think I started playing it again. That. Not playing it a ton, but I've been playing it some like doing dailies and uh, getting better gear and yeah. it, I'm having fun. I, I kind of missed it and I, I wanted to get back into it. It's, so I've been playing that. It's probably good to have something like that that is like the complete opposite of League where it's really calm and like not boring, but really like it's almost like a stress reliever. You're like, oh, God, this isn't competitive. I don't need to like stress out. I can just kind of chill, like coast along. Yeah, I gotcha. And and I did download Apex. and I played one game yesterday and I sucked. Um, (laughs) Granted, wait, you didn't have it downloaded. I I uninstalled it. Because oh, we were okay. playing it a ton, and then we stopped, and then y'all yeah. started yeah. again. So I, yeah. I uninstalled it. And I just reinstalled Wait, it. What? We don't ever. Uh, we started we, a couple we months we ago. Don't ever, we don't ever game hop. What are you talking about? But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've I've never been good at Apex, but I never give it the I never give it enough to get good at it. So it makes sense. I'm not good. Well, at it. Well, play with us. We've been playing a bunch, yeah. and oh my god, PD is actually really good. Yeah. PD is an actual hero. 
Yeah. Sure. Yep. He's a, he's a strong a, carry half the time. We need to get a, get, a, <laughs> get his son, Bougie Man. We got to get him ranked up in League of Legends so we can play. Dude. He, he was yeah. level one, so I, I couldn't play with him. Yeah. How, oh, wow. He's, yeah. he's slow, slow and steady wins the race on that one. Bougie Man. Nice. Yeah. It takes a while, but uh, you, only have to get to, you only have to get to level like three or something to play our animal mid or something like that. I don't know. But we'll hey, you know what? If if sometimes you're listening to podcasts and you're not part of the Discord and you're just kind of a listener, which is awesome, we do definitely appreciate that. Um, if you're very curious or wondering why we just say random names sometimes, those are the people that we talk to in the Discord all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and they're the people yeah. that we talk to yeah. on the daily, usually play games with. So if you want to be mentioned or brought up on the podcast, that's a good way to do it. Just saying. Yep. All right, I'm going to take over, yep. John, if you're done. Yeah, I'm done. Okay, cool. So I'm going to talk about Apex real quick. Uh, yes, we have been playing a lot. We did. We, we have been playing since it came out on Steam, but we definitely have like taken breaks. Like I just mm-hmm. got into it probably the past two to three weeks. And I, I don't even know if I brought it up on the podcast. Maybe just said that we started playing. Um, but got silver and ranked. Then a new season just came out with the new champion that looks like Kurt Russell. And he, he you know, was, wait, I didn't I'm even sorry. know there was ranked. There, there's ranked. In yeah, yeah exactly. that's all, that's I, all I, I play, ranked. baby. All we play is ranked. Yeah. Wait, so when we when we play, we're playing competitive. Yeah. I well, I try to. If I'm the leader, oh, I always I play ranked. I always play ranked. Yeah. Yikes. So the thing is with I would tr- actually try way harder if I knew it was ranked. Okay, so the thing is with Apex, um whenever you are bronze, I think as long as you finish in the top 10, you get points no matter what. So as long as you finish like 10th or 11th place or higher, you get a certain amount of points. So if you get first place, you get like 100 points. You basically keep keep getting points until you get out all the way from bronze four to silver right once you get into silver if you're under top 10 you actually lose points i don't think you can derank but you'll go in negative points right so once you're once you get to silver four you actually are like playing to keep ranking up whereas you're bronze you don't derank you just keep going up until you hit. So you silver. have to win the rank up huh no, no no so i'm saying like yeah. as long as you're in top 10 you're getting points right you so said like, silver you don't though no, no, and silver until you reach silver. When you're in silver, as long as you're in top ten, you still get points. But if you're ten, if you're uh, ranked tenth, you only get like oh. ten, eight, eight or ten points, right? Oh, gotcha, if you're gotcha. below that, then you go negative. You start losing points. I, I misunderstood you. Okay. Yeah. So, jeez, like, that's a huge so, difference. Yeah. So I don't think in so in silver four you can't derank past silver four. Like you can't derank back into bronze. But as bronze, you're just basically you just play enough to forward progress yourself to silver. But you have to actually like win and do good in silver to rank up past that. So yeah, so we have been playing a lot of Apex. It is really fun. It's a, the game runs really really well. I mean, it's basically Titanfall yeah. two point five. It runs so much better than when we when it first came out. Oh, oh my yeah, gosh. I'd never kick at that game to run properly. The movement. I've been playing a ton of Octane, which is the crazy guy that like shoots a adrenaline like adrenaline shot in his forehead, and then he yeah. also he also <laughs> can throw down like jump pads. Oh my god, I've mm-hmm. like. <laughs> the other day i i threw a jump pad next to an edge and the guy didn't see it and he was chasing me and it boosted him off the cliff and he died <laughs> it's <was> amazing <laughs> i'm like why wasn't i recording this no it's like i died in, i died to his teammates like right after that and i'm sure they res him and everything yeah. but i was like no that was like the best moment he just like he was like sliding after me and he hit it and just like flew off the cliff it's like that nice. that's amazing. i'm not even mad if i die like a- i'm not even mad i'm just excited um, like a wily e. coyote moment yeah basically <laughs> just like look standing up in the air and just falls yeah 
Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I wasn't going to talk about real quick is I have been playing Ocarina of Time. I know I brought that up. I've actually uh, beaten three of the six in-game dungeons. Well, technically four, because you, the first one is like starts out beat, so you don't have to beat five. So I'm four out of six of the adult dungeons. I got the last two, which are the like the really the spooky ones that I really don't like, and I really didn't like as a kid. It's this, it's a, <laughs> it's the spirit and shadow temples, which are like yeah, one you got to crawl down a well, and it's like full of zombies and creepy stuff, and I still get creeped out by it because like nostalgia kind of creeps you out too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, all those like horrific thoughts yeah, that you had as a ex- kid just come yeah. rushing back, yeah. and like oh god, exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the game runs great on the emulator for the most part. There are some like during cutscenes, there is a little bit of slowdown stuff, but it's uh, way better than playing it on the 3DS. <laughs> Have it like a 4K texture pack, uh, you know, save states. Yeah, all that, that texture pack looks really. It good. makes the game not look like an N64 game. It makes it. Yeah. It makes it look like it's. It's probably like on like the Wii U type of level, like Wii to Wii U type of level. Mm-hmm. I mean, but for Ocarina of Time, it looks awesome. Like it looks. Yeah. fantastic it doesn't hurt my eyes when i play it right it's not like That's playing nice. og ocarina of time the music is still like top top tier like the music ocarina of time is amazing and that soundtrack i i understand why that game got like a 97 98 when it came out like and is mm-hmm. a lot of people say like one of the greatest games of all time to ever come out i understand it's it's i know we talked about this in the show where uh you actually dakota asked like i I want to see what people think about it as adults and see playing it and see if it's just like a nostalgia thing. The game still holds up. I mean, I don't want to get too detailed into it because that's the game for April. (laughs) And we're in March (laughs) right now. But the game holds up like the combat is still good. The the targeting lock on. That's the first time they did that in 3D and it works really, really well. I mean, there's a couple of things that are a little bit janky, but for an N6. But you are... And I, I think this is one thing that I forgot about. Mm-hmm. You're playing it with a modern controller with yes. buttons remapped. Yes. Yes. So playing it on the original controller is the worst. See, but the thing was, I think because yeah. when, when it came out in 64, I think because we didn't have anything else before that was a Super Nintendo, like it wasn't as bad as you would think. Like it was definitely wasn't great, yeah. but it wasn't as bad as you would think because they mapped it at the time. At the correct. at the time, because well, they made the game and they made the controls work for the game, right? Well, I mean, I, going right. back and playing Goldeneye right now, I probably wouldn't be able to do it. Uh, yeah, I loved it at the time. It, I I didn't yeah. know any better, so I can see that. Yeah. Now going back, you probably like, ah, this sucks. Like yeah. I don't want to play it. Yeah. This. Oh, it's super bad. Yeah. And I <clears throat> I played because I'm younger than you guys. I played Ocarina of Time when it was uh ported over to gamecube mm-hmm. right yeah. so i even played it on the the gamecube yeah. controller which is still pretty terrible controller to be honest those joysticks suck <laughs> they're super like loose yeah but uh i was also at the same time playing like doom 3 on my like duke controller yeah. and stuff like that which is a much better controller yeah. uh so i had already experienced better controllers when i was playing ocarina of time as well mm-hmm. so i I was at the point where I was like, oh, this controller and aiming and everything sucks. So that's my experience that I remember. And I, it's probably easier for people to go back and play it now through an emulator mm-hmm. with controllers that yes. they're comfortable with. Well, I agree. Buttons remapped and all that. I think you're just going to start a bunch of fights by crapping on the GameCube controller. So that should be exciting later. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that should be exciting yeah. later. It's an improvement. We'll it was an improvement, oh. but it's still not. Yes, fantastic. actually, we have a question about that later that we'll be answering so we can have a whole discussion about it. It'd be great. Yeah. Um, 
other than that, I think, yeah, in April, once I, I'm sure I'm going to try to finish the game this weekend because I have other stuff that I need slash want to play in March. And I'm trying to get way ahead on the endurance run. That way I can not have to worry about it for like probably the rest of the month and maybe start Final Fantasy V in April. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Awesome. I have not played anything new this past week. Nice. I got a new job and it is siphoning the life force out of me. So has a new tear. Let's if if you guys are done, yeah, we can move straight into the main I wanna, topic. I want to learn what IDs did so I can remember what games I liked. <laughs> All right, cool. So id software, some psychopaths pronounce it ID software. Yeah, tell uh, has had tell us about ID a very software. interesting history. Sorry, All right, stop it. Get some help. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. like Get some kill help. myself before the end of this episode. <laughs> Okay, so I personally really enjoy id Software. I have a very long history with them. They are straight up like I'm pretty sure Wolfenstein was the first game that I have ever I ever played. 3D on PC. I yeah, 3D on PC. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, okay. Wolfenstein 3D. I'm pretty sure that was the first game I ever played, as well as I also played the uh, that skiing down the mm-hmm. slopes one where the yeti comes and kills yeah. you it was on the same computer yeah oh i was like uh, i was like was... they made that too <laughs> no no oh, okay. no no, no. <laughs> it, that was just also game, loaded onto the computer that, that i played terrifying. On. that game was terrifying yeah it was so i was re- yeah <laughs> yeah it was pretty bad <laughs> we're all terrible we're, we're all just christian children we don't want to get eaten by yetis yeah <laughs> hey you can't as we're you playing can't watch Doom, Simpsons, demons. you go play that yeti game right Mm-hmm. you have nightmares yeah. just wake up <laughs> take the blankets off you yeti <laughs> cool so id software that's the company i chose to do this deep dive on surprisingly the history on this company is very convoluted mm-hmm. the wiki page does not have all of the information on it mm-hmm. i had to pull i pulled up four or five different websites when i was doing nice. research on this because there's just so much information missing from the Wikipedia, uh, yeah, like profile on the company. Literally, when it gets to the games, it has like one sentence for six games of the same franchise. Well, let's John Carmack just goes Wikipedia, he's like, delete that. Don't like that. Get yeah, rid of, get exactly. rid of yeah, these. Yeah. Trim Let the me... fat over here. He's like just John Carmack is history. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get started then. I have this broken down into a couple different sections. The first section is going to be how the company started. Then we're going to go into some landmark events, which is basically like people leaving the company, games releasing, uh, like crazy things happening basically at different times, controversies, all that stuff. And then uh, like with all deep dives at the end, we kind of go into our thoughts on the company, where it is now, and what we think it'll be in the future. Cool. Awesome. I'm awesome. Hyped. So id software, uh, actually started out at a different company. Uh, soft disc, uh, magazines was a Apple two games magazine publisher. Nice. So if you listen, so, if you listen to last week's episode, that might actually click. <laughs> exactly. It was when I was researching this, I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> like, wait, this is like really topical. I remember, I remember cause I think that was like right at, the very first thing we talked about it's like oh yeah the vic 20 mm-hmm. you actually <laughs> subscribed to magazine you could play games and like that's crazy yeah. it's like id software <laughs> that's exactly what we did <laughs> these magazines back Ed. in the day Sorry. basically Ed. my bad it's gonna take a while yeah thank you i've only been calling it that <laughs> for 30 years so <laughs> 
these magazines back in the day basically would give you like a bunch of programming language to make your own game and play it yeah can you imagine oh my god can you imagine you're like going to like the midnight release to get a magazine so you can program games like all these dudes just camping out like oh i'm gonna get my get my hands in the magazine (laughs) they're like why don't you just buy one and like copy it on a copier they're like oh my god this guy's genius but they didn't have copiers back then Uh, they had the printing press that was invented like 1522 yeah. it's just it's just yeah. benjamin franklin yeah. like we gotta get these ma- apple magazines out yeah. <laughs> anyway sorry all right so it it sounds weird that id software started out at a different company but basically what that means is that all of the founders started out working at soft disk okay. so john carmack john ramon john romero and tom hall all three worked at Softdisk uh, before they started id Software, okay. and they didn't really know each other either. So uh, I'm also a lot of these people have like very similar names. There's two Carmacks and there's two Johns. Wait, really? <laughs> so I'm gonna be yeah. So I'm gonna be listing last names. So John Carmack is going to be Carmack. Adrian Carmack is going to be Adrian, and then uh, John Romero. Okay. It's going to be Romero, not John Carmack. All right. Let's see if we can all... Super confusing. That's going to be the worst. Yeah. So, uh, at Softdisk, John Romero uh, is like the programming god, basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, At Softdisk, he had developed a new way to render scrolling graphics on PC. Uh, so basically like Mario, you know how your character is like scrolling on the screen. Yeah, yeah. He developed a new way to render that on PC that was like super quick and really in it, innovative. 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 Wait. And you, sorry, before you continue, you just said John Romero, not Carmack. I'm sorry, John Carmack. Right, I'm gonna keep you on track. I'm making I'm fact <laughs> yeah. fact check. Oh, thanks, bud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John Carmack was the one that created the new uh technique. Uh, rapid side scrolling graphics on pc mm-hmm. it was so cool that tom uh, hall and john carmack stayed up all night recreating the first level of super mario bros 3 on pc uh, but they used john romero's dangerous dave game sprites nice. okay so basically they just recreated mario bros yeah. with sprites mm-hmm. from romero's uh previous game dangerous uh, dave. and so what's dangerous up dave i'm assuming Dangerous okay. Dave was the game, okay. yep. <clears throat> uh, so when Romero saw the, the demo that Carmack and Tom Hall created, uh, he immediately knew that the engine Carmack for like the mm-hmm. side-scrolling engine yeah. uh, had a lot of potential to it. Okay. So the three of them recreated Super <laughs> Mario Bros. 3 on PC uh, at in secrecy while they still worked at Softdisk on Softdisk's <laughs> computers and then pitched the uh the recreated Super Mario Bros on PC to Nintendo because they thought it was so cool and Nintendo basically was like yeah delete that Mario only stays on Nintendo Bros like, <laughs> and shut them down and it immediately that way to this day <laughs> yeah the yeah end. and they have not changed their opinion on that what, which is crazy what, this was back in the 90s what they don't tell you is that then the yakuza from nintendo came and killed these three and replaced them with robots <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's kind of crazy to think that you know just like what 20 30 years ago which i guess is a long time yeah 
it's crazy to think like when we were kids like you know especially josh and i like as we were growing up as as little children or whatever like they they were the engine for side scrolling was getting made and that was like a breakthrough and now it's like yeah boo yeah come out with something new (laughs) yeah (laughs) crisis looks like crap now (laughs) yeah i know these graphics suck and like cyberpunk looks like crap it's like 1997 goldeneye is the best game to ever happen ever in 2005 goldeneye is the ugliest worst game i've ever seen in my life Goldeneye revolutionized the first person shooter genre with new updated graphics and yeah (laughs) i still can't believe i played a first person shooter with one joystick dude you you, yeah do you remember how you aim? you'd help you hold down the z button you'd hold down the z and then you'd Mm -hmm. move around the gun Uh, (laughs) and i remember you could use the little c buttons to look up and down yeah yuck (laughs) yuck (laughs) yeah so that that controller sucks right no we'll We'll get to that that later all right all right so, after they went to Nintendo and got shot down, uh, like World War II plays, <laughs> Romero oh, God. Uh, was contacted <laughs> by Scott. Uh, Romero was contact- contacted by Scott Miller of Apogee Software uh, by using fan mail to get past soft disks. Uh, mail There's a lot of like process. backhand stuff going on right now. Yeah, like yeah, this is like this real... is all not legit. <laughs> this is too... Well, our company was founded on some real shady stuff happening. And then when yeah, when soft disk went bankrupt. They're like, hey, <laughs> yeah, they re- they're yeah. in the Wikipedia page of how this company started. Like, wait a minute, wait, flipping through their magazine. Yeah. Like, we don't remember any of this stuff. <laughs> I'm eating a yeah. I'm out of a trash can right now, and these guys are like super rich. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so basically like Softdisk screened all fan mail uh, before they handed it to the people who worked uh, there and Scott Miller basically was writing like in inv- invisible ink. Invisible ink, yeah. Uh writing uh mail to Romero about his game because he had heard about the engine Carmack made and like wanted to get in contact with all of them and this was like the best way that he could do it basically the, 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 le- the letter um, said and then the third day look to the east at the top of the hill when yeah. the sun rises and that's when will be there <laughs> yeah so basically Romero looked up and, and saw Scott Miller, uh, Miller there which is riding down with his, the hill with his staff yep. <laughs> with, the, with the suitcase of cash <laughs> <laughs> come with me <laughs> we'll make the next big title um so yeah basically romero was able to like see through the fan mail that soft disc wasn't but romero was uh and he got in contact with scott miller and the four of them then talked about uh doing something with uh carmack's new side scrolling tech so basically they were like just pitching ideas that they could use this tech for basically like making games right wait, wait question what do you know what, what? year this is this is good. Like yeah, late... this is 1990. This is okay. I was like, uh, yeah. I'm just like, how are... This is early 1990s. Because they're not like Sorry. emailing or anything. They're communicating like, operator, connect me to Scott Miller from Apogee Software. Like, okay. Yeah, the fan mail was like, was physical mail. Hot off the press. Extract to read all about it. I mean, it's only 1990. It's not that old, but it seems like it. Yeah, I think the Mustang Express came through with the mail that day. And they had to. Hey, kid, give me a paper. Here's a nickel. See? It's just like. Bing! Sorry, this episode's off going off the rails like 30 minutes in. Oh, God. Okay, go ahead. Um, so basically after pitching uh, a bunch of ideas, um, Miller said that they should, uh, 
start out making shareware games to avoid any conflicts with soft disk uh because no go what? hey let's make free games that way since you made illegal games and we were talking illegally this entire time they can't really point it's all for fun and yeah games. it's like they could still come after you especially with how they did oh, make okay these go games, ahead but... i'm sure the next sentence gets yeah. so much worse <laughs> it keeps getting worse and so after they decided to make shareware games, the four of them started making their first game, Commander Keen, using SoftDisk's <laughs> computers. <laughs> That's why SoftDisk went out of business. They weren't work doing their jobs. <laughs> they weren't actually working. Hey, what are you guys like, working hey, on? Some hit new game. Not like the manager's you. like, dude, we are not doing good. Are you getting your stuff done? Like, please, we're not doing it. And they're like, yeah, I know we're working. <laughs> yeah. Not on this. Don't worry. Don't worry. Sucker. We'll make stuff. Suckers. Like, hey yeah um yeah when did you guys come in on saturday uh milton hey i listened to the episode i know his name is yeah, milton now milton. milton like burns down <laughs> soft disks building have you have you not seen office space no we watched it together no i we have together i just okay. always think his name is herbert <laughs> you said I, he, I think so. hubert is what you said hubert yeah, yeah. herbert whatever yeah. Anyway, uh, so that was the start of the company, right? And it leads straight into their first game, yeah. right? Commander Keen. Yeah, dude. What Interesting. A, that they made on soft disks. What a, what a roller coaster of shadiness to start out yeah. on. Oh, it gets, dude, it gets worse. <laughs> so, how, like, was that, I've never heard of that game. Is that like Commander Keen? Yeah. Commander Keen. Oh, Commander Keen's massive. Yeah. So, here, let go me, ahead. yeah, we'll go over it real quick. Okay. Um, so, now we're in landmark. Oh, events, sorry. Right? I didn't so, this see is that. game okay. launches. Yep, so this is game launches, like changes at the company, people leaving, stuff like that, right? So, Commander Keen was the first game that the founders of id Software made. They still hadn't founded id Software yet. Uh, it was a side-scrolling 2D uh, platformer with really colorful graphics and some shooting. Um, <clears throat> it honestly doesn't look very good, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> like, the sprite work and the colors and stuff look like garbage. But, but yeah, um, I think for like, it's 1990 or what 19 yeah no huh? no no there's no excuses with this mario was a thing and like metroid was a thing so many like 2d pixelated side scrollers oh. had already come out that looked amazing no it wasn't this game was straight up no i wasn't all right I was, so... that's not where i was going with that i was just saying that literally the game is i was gonna oh. say that yes it probably looks like duke and everything but literally the game is free so it's kind of like Mario's not free. Mario's yeah, like true. sixty dollars. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, Mario looks great, true. but it's also not free. They're not giving it to you free. Yeah. If, so I huh? looked up a picture of it. I was not expecting like a little kid with a bicycle helmet on as Commander <laughs> yeah, yeah. King. I thought it was like some like war commander. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, it's like it's like a little kid that like explores space or something. I personally have never played the game because I again I don't think it looks very good. But it has a very large, passionate mm -hmm. fan base who wants the the series oh. to like get Ooh, it's on steam and, is it really yeah. and they're port yeah they ported it to a lot of things recently i mean i'm just looking at a picture like the background like the environments and stuff aren't like horrible i mean for, i'm just saying for being 1990 it's and being a free game i'll give it i'm giving it a little bit of a pass because i i i've never actually okay. played commander keen but i heard about it a lot when i was younger and it's like one of those like yeah. big nostalgia type of games where it's like oh yeah I remember yes. that. That was awesome. for a lot of people yeah for a lot of people it's their childhood mm -hmm. Gotcha. Uh, so it was only made in a couple months uh, because it released in December of 1990. Okay. And they were like in 
doing all that shady <laughs> stuff in like the mid to early 1990s. Okay. You, you okay in this like early period of id software these games released within months of nice. each other it's insane how quick these hear games that, were made and cyberpunk slash star system <laughs> yeah yeah seven seven years is a little bit too long um but anyway in february of 1991 so only two months after they released commander keen id software was born uh so basically after they had made uh a butt ton of money from commander keen which we'll go into a little okay. bit um they then were like oh crap let's start our own company and leave soft uh soft disc wait so <clears throat> so sorry Okay, I, you might get this. What is yeah? I'm gonna get what to it. Id Software stands for. Oh no, no, no! So Id Software, I actually, I thought about looking that up earlier today before okay. the episode, and I just hadn't didn't have okay. time. I don't know where Id Software came okay. from, but I do know where Doom's name okay. came from, and that is a funny okay, one. Okay, we'll continue then. <laughs> um, so Id Software was born in February of 1991. Uh, Commander Keen was distributed as freeware or shareware, uh, which basically means that uh, the game is free to like download. It's like basically a free demo mm -hmm. of like the first level or whatever. And then the rest of the levels you have to pay for. Yeah. So that's how they make their money. They basically get the game into your hands. You play it. You want more from it. And then you at the at the time, like basically mail in a, a check or whatever to get more. So it's like it's like <laughs> to uh, get the extra games it's like FIFA. Like yeah. it's free, yeah, free to start yeah, yeah. and then you just pay to keep playing. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. So uh, Commander Keen was published by Apogee Game. Uh, sorry, Apogee Software, which was Scott Miller's company. Uh, company. With the money that they made from Commander Keen, uh, they immediately started making their next couple games uh, because Commander Keen sold really well. The numbers on the game sales back in the 90s for these titles is really muddy. Yeah. I did I don't have any solid it's numbers. Cash. The numbers were like for Commander Keen were like, oh, it sold a hundred thousand copies or ten thousand copies. Well, well like, it's like cool. they, they, that range is they, they, I mean they probably have people either like mailing a check or like sending cash in the mail or like a nickel or how much is a floppy disk for Commander Keen? Like, you know, it's like I don't even know what the prices are. It's like if you want one yeah, level, it's, it's a dollar. If you want ten levels, it's four sets. If you want fifteen There's, levels, it's a Oh, no, you went the full package. Here's forty floppy disks to play the game. <laughs> yeah, here's. A, here, I got to charge you freight shipping of seventy five dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it costs us more to ship the games than do, it costs. Do you, you guys remember? I know this levels. is such a weird thing because it doesn't really exist anymore. You know how there's like, wow, that's what I call music. Like the disc is like, here's uh -huh. the top twenty songs compilations, the top hits of like two thousand and ten or whatever, right? I remember infomercials back in the day. It's like, here's like Barry Manilow's entire collection. It's 18 discs. And it's like this whole thing. And I remember seeing that one all the time when I was a kid. It's like, oh, the Bee Gees ultimate collection, 45 discs of just like Bee Gees music. It's like, that doesn't exist anymore. But I, here's a, the Commander King collection, 800 floppy drives. Yeah. Yeah. 800 <laughs> floppy disks. Here you go. Yeah. I remember. <clears throat> so we. We're coming out with a classic version of Doom Eternal. We're putting the uh, entire game on floppy oh disks. God. Well, it's even like, like when, you know, I used to collect like DVDs and stuff. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite shows was from, like, from my childhood was Star Trek Next Generation. Mm -hmm. So I was buying yes. all oh, the wow. DVDs and every season was like seven or eight DVDs. Yeah, dude. Oh, my And God. I had like the first three and now I realize it was a waste of money. Yeah. But I mean, <clears throat> that's like. Like how many seasons are there? Like eight or nine Two, or at least something I think like, there's like there might be 10 or 12. 10. There's a so lot. Like, 
like what 200 discs or i don't know whatever <laughs> or like <laughs> a, a hundred discs or whatever number uh, like, num- yeah that's number one insane right someone someone will appreciate that one <laughs> engage <laughs> engage so this this next uh kind of era of game releases that we're entering are pseudo 3d games right so this is uh games that looked 3d mm-hmm. but uh were actually 2d games with some like uh visual magic, tricks magic. visual magic mm-hmm. thrown in there thanks to to carmack and his brilliance so uh id released a couple pseudo 3d games before their big hitters uh, those games were Hover Tank 3D and Catacombs 3D. The names are pretty self-explanatory as to what these games were, uh, and they both don't look very good. Hover Tank was basically you're a tank that is like going through corridors and you're shooting like weird monsters. Like there's like a spaghetti monster kind of looking thing, and then there's like a like, giant troll looking Hover thing. Tank because they didn't want to animate wheels or treads. <laughs> what well, they were they were both of them were first person. So. And I'll get into this uh, a little bit later here, but um, they're using the early versions of the same engine for uh, Wolfenstein 3D. So it looks very similar to Wolfenstein 3D, but like basically super simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the walls are all flat. There's like no textures like, mm-hmm. or like anything the like that. Version of Wolfenstein. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, yeah, sort of. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, and then Catacombs was a like dungeon crawler, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, where it's basically like hover tank, you know, you're just going yeah. through and you're shooting things, but this time it's like spells. It's like Diablo point zero 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 one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it rough. Was, both rough. of them looked pretty terrible. Gotcha. <clears throat> uh, let's see. So they both looked really bad, um, and they both ran really yeah. bad too. <laughs> like, uh, they were they played at like like single digit frames, basically. Nice. nice. Um. But it used a map renderer, um, which basically means that there's a flat image uh, and it displays the the flat image, basically like a 3D image on your screen. It's a it's sort of the same technology as ray tracing. Uh, It's called ray casting. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like a cousin sort of that of that same technology, but just way simpler. And it was at the time it was just like really computationally heavy which is why it ran at like step like two step, three like frames per second cousin. it's like a step cousin so basically yeah what uh on the was it is it is it like those pop-up books that you have in real life so it's like it's a flat image but whenever you pop it up it's looking like it's 3d that's what i mean yeah i wish oh, okay <laughs> they yeah. they wish <laughs> they wish to but you also think it's like oh it ran in single digit frames back then right which well but it was like the coolest that's thing. Saying, like, like yeah that sucks we also gotta think about the computers that they had at the time like what were they running anything yeah. at like more than uh, like 10 frames uh commander king ran pretty that's, well it was a side scroller that's true they should stick to that yeah let's see how yeah. it pans out i mean it was just really early for its time uh and then we'll get into to wolfenstein here uh their first really big game after commander keen was wolfenstein 3d um funnily enough uh they actually bought the copyright for wolfenstein the wolfenstein franchise after the trademark for the uh, wolfenstein name and franchise ran out um in the 80s hmm. so basically like there were games for wolfenstein early on the trademark ran out so whoever for made like, it never renewed like atari it atari or something and i don't even know that was a thing. i have no idea yeah and it basically like snatched it up real quick 
Hmm, um, crazy. <clears throat> and uh, Wolfenstein 3 was released in May of 1992 uh, and crushed Commander Keen's sales, selling over 100,000 copies um, from the shareware versions of the game in the first year. Oh, wow. Wow. And back then in the 90s, when you had to mail in all these things, uh, was it, like, that's crazy to sell that many copies. Wow. That's okay. Just so I'm, I'm literally just looking up because I'm curious real quick. It looks like there yeah. was like two there's castle wolfenstein account 1981 for the apple II, made by a company called muse and it's literally like it's like a side scroll almost like og mario but it says it's a stealth based action adventure game it's literally wolfenstein but it's just like a side scroller mario looking wolfenstein and there is hmm. they made a beyond castle wolfenstein 2 which is like it literally just has like a eight bit shot sticker on the front <laughs> uh, uh, anyways go ahead sorry all right, so <clears throat> moving on a little bit, uh, let's see. The next big hitter game uh, was released in December of 1993. So about uh, like a year and a half after Wolfenstein came out, Doom was released in 1993. Uh, Doom was developed after Id wanted to do something a little bit darker than Wolfenstein because apparently killing Nazis it's and not Hitler that dark. isn't... <laughs> Yeah, it's in dark, right. I guess. Romero, um, Carmack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, this is all Romero. Romero was the, the was the guy who like basically spearheaded all the all the creepy stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, they originally uh, were in talks to do an Alien game, um, like with the the like Doom graphics, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but talks on doing the Alien game franchise uh, basically fell through due to creative limitations that the franchise uh, was imposing on id software so basically id wanted to to take the franchise and do their own thing with it but uh basically you're you're talking about like alien the alien franchise not an alien game the movies oh when you first said i was like an alien game like about aliens oh no 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 like alien gotcha from who is the director i can't spielberg huh ridley Uh, scott ridley scott Ridley Scott, yeah. good God, what is wrong with me? So, I could not think of This is going to sound kind of stupid, but I never thought about it. I didn't realize Wolfenstein 3D and Doom were made by the same people. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I had no idea. Nice. nice. Really? Uh-huh. I never like put okay, two and two interesting. together. Okay, interesting. Well, it gets really convoluted because Wolfenstein is no longer owned really by uh, id. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we'll go over that a little I bit. I guess I always thought they were um, competitors of each other. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, that would make no, sense. They... Yeah, that would make sense, but... Hmm. Yeah. that They they were both popular because they were released by id. Okay. And id was killing it at this point. You know, you learn something every day, and I live my life based on that, you know what I mean? You <laughs> get smarter and smarter every day. Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, so, yeah, after uh, the alien uh, game fell through they were spitballing ideas and doom was inspired basically by what they wanted to do with the aliens game uh it was inspired by the evil dead movies as well as dungeons and dragons so basically they just like smashed all of the cool things that they liked from all those franchises Mm -hmm. together and they originally named the game uh green and pissed (laughs) that was the original name for doom what man why did they Uh, ever change it yeah. <laughs> yeah, imagine green and piss being like the 
the headlining game of, of the green, green and decade, green and basically. pissed immortals or immortal what's this our eternal eternal eternal, eternal. yeah <laughs> Uh, but after that name had only stuck around a little bit, they later changed it to Doom uh, because of Tom's Cruise's Tom Cruise's one line in the movie The Color of Money. Mm-hmm. So I have a link here uh, to the scene. Basically, I, I've never seen this movie, but Tom Cruise to explain it for people, it, it's su- he's super young. Mm-hmm. This is obviously like in the 90s or mm-hmm. 80s. Uh, he's in some like dive bar or something. And there's a bunch of guys playing pool, and I guess he's there to to hustle like make yeah. money, hustle yeah, money and stuff. And maybe. Yeah, and so he has his like his own pool cue in this like mm-hmm. case, and some dude goes up to him and is like, "Hey man, what you got in the case, bro?" <laughs> and he's like, "Doom." Oh. <laughs> and then he opens it up. <laughs> You're like, Whoa, interesting. So they. Yeah, so they liked the line enough that they were like, yeah, we're going to name our game They Doom. definitely weren't smoking something special that night when they were watching that movie. Yeah. <laughs> hey, whatever. It, it worked, I don't it worked know, out man. for them. It's better than green and pits. Yeah. It's true. That's true. I guess he is wearing a green so, armor, though. I mean, I guess I get it. Yeah, he's wearing green armor, and he is pissed. Is pissed. So it makes sense. This, this is true. <laughs> so after Doom was released in, in 93... Uh, it did ignite a lot of controversies after the game launched. One, because the game was extremely violent for the time, <laughs> as well as it focused around demonic things, mm-hmm. uh, oh, the devil, man. like all the all the bad things and back in the I 90s. I can only right? imagine because I know when like Harry Potter came out when I was a kid, like yeah. people at church were not happy about that. Oh, I, yeah. I can yeah. only imagine <laughs> when oh, the first dude? like oh, horribly man. violent video game came out, they're like, oh, please. And then, and then all these kids, the kids are like, kids but we're killing the... demons. It's okay. <laughs> I know. And that's how I justified it to my mom. <laughs> She's like, I don't like this game. It's really scary. I'm like, the point is uh, to kill yes. demons. I'm I'm doing God's I'm work. Doing well. It's like, well, it's, it's like when I was younger and I said, when I play Counter Strike, I only play a CT. I only kill terrorists. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm exactly. A good guy. Come on, I'm confusing the bob. I gotta save everybody, please. Yeah, exactly. The weird things you like try yeah. to justify. I'm playing, I'm playing, uh, I'm playing paintball play games. mode. I can't guns. wait for my daughter to try to pull yeah. that off. I'm like, you know, that doesn't work on me, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at least you know she can't pause an online True. game. So. True. So True. You d- what is that? What does that mean? You dare? You dare use the ancient magics on me? Or yeah, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I was there in the beginning. I know all your tricks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so with all these, you know, with Doom being the game that it is, it sparked basically uh, the ESRB rating to be formed in 94. <laughs> now, was was Doom the game that sparked that? It's kind of muddy because Mortal Kombat also released a little bit earlier. Oh, and, yeah. you know, that got a lot of heat for all the, the blood and, and gore and stuff yeah. in that. But uh, Doom definitely, like, stirred the pot on that. And afterwards, you know... A year later, the ESRB rating came out. It's a little, it's a little coincidental, yeah, weird. right? Weird how that worked out. So uh, again, with all of these games in the '90s, the sales on them are really muddy because the games have been released multiple times on like many different like, platforms, and you can't really like narrow like down every platform what the sales were. Yeah, what the sales were originally. Uh, looking through a couple different like sources for this 
Uh, it kind of seems like Doom had sold about 3 million copies uh, up until 1999. It's just crazy. So yeah. basically in six years, it sold 3 million copies. Now that, I think, is also including the sequels to okay. Doom. So like Doom 2 and yeah, whatever. Uh, Ultimate yeah. Doom, stuff like that. Or whatever. I, I think it was all of that combined. Still, but again, Super Muddy. 3 million copies is crazy. It's still really good for PC yeah. at the time because I wonder, like, this is after the boom of consoles like Nintendo and everything. Yeah, I wonder if uh, the Alien franchise was like, "Hey, uh, we want to make that game now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was that game yeah. you wanted? Green and pissed or something like that. We what was that, that game one. you wanted? We yeah. don't care what you want to put it. You can ta- you can do it now. It's fifty fifty, hey, right? Watch watch another watch another <laughs> Tom Cruise movie and get a cool name. There you go. There we'll you call go. this one Mission uh, Vanilla Sky. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah doom 2 was released a year later in 1994 it obviously did well because it was basically just more doom and people Loved really it. enjoyed yeah. the franchise um <clears throat> so after uh these you know the doom basically ran its course a little bit uh now we're getting into actual 3d games nice. so Quake, then, is the first 3D game that id released. Uh, it released in June of 1996. Have you guys played the original Quake? Yeah, I probably played it in I 1997. I don't think so. Can, can, okay. I'm just going to say... It, it's on Steam. It's just crazy to me, and I know we say this all the time. Just crazy to me that... Oh, I mean, you already made something super successful like Doom, right? If If... Something like yeah. Quake 1 is your first 3D game. You're like, cool, we already won. Thanks, guys. And yeah. I'm like, all right, see you later. I guess we'll just take out take these trophies. I mean, get the, get, it, get the truck. Get the truck. <laughs> yeah. Literally every every award and achievement. Yeah. Um Yeah, so I it is on Steam. Quake is on Steam. It, and it does have like the updated version where it has mouse yeah. support because the original just, one was obviously yeah, just like yeah. keyboard. It's still really good. I highly recommend going back and playing it. It holds up because the games that basically came after, like getting into the 3D era with mouse mm-hmm. support and stuff like that, they're just really fun yeah. games. And we'll find out a little bit later. You know, the Quake engine basically spawned a lot of the engines mm-hmm. that we use mm-hmm. today. Are they still using some of the same code? Probably yeah. not. But they did start out using the same engine as quake it would be funny if if it was like wait you can't take our stuff and turn it something else like that's (laughs) what you did we're just doing what you did right (laughs) wait didn't you use softbank's computers no 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 no, 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 no. no. you got it all wrong you got it all wrong anyways i'll see you later (laughs) your timeline's all messed up Uh, so yeah, Quake was the first uh, 3D game it developed, and it was using the Quake engine, which again, Carmack was like spearheading all of this like technological Romero? advancements. Romero? No, Carmack. Carmack. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Carmack is the smart one. Romero is like the the, the art. Oh, one. he's the Steve Jobs. Romero is the Steve Jobs of this operation. He's. A- I don't. I actually don't know who was like quote unquote the head. Because they were all three of them were founders, and as far as I'm aware, they Romero, were all Romero's equal. like the creative big brain guy. Yeah, he was kind of the creative big brain yeah. mode. Um, I would say because he was the one that like kind of wanted all of the creepy stuff to but, go on, and I know Carmack. Carmack's like the actual like was programmer knows how to do all the actual like developing exactly. stuff. I got gotcha. yeah yeah yeah. 
so let's see here. Uh, Quake was an even darker take on video games, going more with the Lovecraftian approach. Again, Nazis, Romero, I Satan. <laughs> I don't know what Quake is. Lovecraftian, <laughs> like, <laughs> mental horror, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because, yeah. do you guys know what Lovecraftian I, stuff I is? I don't. Okay, so it's like, it's it's the deepest, darkest fears that people have, like the existential crisis fears that you have, gotcha. where, it's, you know, if you're sitting in the dark and you hear stuff yeah you don't know what it is and your mind just starts going crazy yeah. with it that's basically lovecraftian oh, okay. where it could be literally anything that is the worst possible thing your mind could think of quake was and like it's that? so uncomprehensible that you're just terrified of it i thought Which i thought it? quake was just like an arena shooter you'll get you, i mean it turned into that, later that on. but not the original game yeah the yeah the original game you're like oh. going through different dimensions and like fighting off different like weird Maybe creatures. I'm gonna look this up because I don't think I. You probably played Quake Three Arena, is what you're probably thinking. Yeah, John, what's the what's yeah. the thing in Harry Potter that they have to like look at? That's like oh, it's like whatever you're most scared of. The thing turns into that. Oh, that's the um. Is that the mirror? Yeah, it's like the mirror thing, but it's like a little creature they release, and it like turns. Yeah, it's like, I can't remember. What it's and then called. you're supposed to like do something to like make fun of it or whatever in Harry Potter. I can't remember. Yeah, so they, I don't know. they you have to like turn it. <gasps> and you have oh, to turn yeah, it. Turns into a spider. Yeah, it turns no, into a spider, we, and so they put roller skates on it, and then it turns into like a dementor yeah. and like starts sucking his soul out. Like oh. yeah, it starts killing him. <laughs> and they're like, like all right, class yeah. is over. <laughs> Detention, by the way. Um, thanks for getting a break. Yeah, nobody tell OSHA. It turns about into, this it turns into it turns into Voldemort and just starts killing all the kids. Like oh god, what have I done? Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get fired again. All right, <laughs> back to Great. back to back to Burger King. All right, see you guys later. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they went down the Lovecraftian approach with Quake, uh, and they also contracted Nine Inch Nails to make the music nice. for the game. Oh, wow. You guys remember Nine Inch yeah, Nails? Dude. That was... I know this definitely is That was like, uh, Eight Inches Nails' older brother. Alright. <laughs> cool. So, uh, it was another first-person shooter, um, but it all it wasn't always planned to be a first-person shooter. Uh, the original vision for Quake... Uh, was actually a third-person action game with combat kind of like Virtua Virtua Fighter. Did you ever play Virtua Fighter? I don't think. That's just like Mortal Kombat, right? Yeah, it's basically like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it's just like a regular fighting game. Yeah, they... They, I think they wanted to take that, like, fighting concept and make it into a third-person, like, action game. So you're not just stuck on an arena with one other person, like, running around in a circle fighting each other, but, like, you were actually, like, running through levels and and fighting stuff. That's kind of cool. I think that's... Right? It's kind of a cool concept. That is actually pretty cool. Um, But uh, trying to go down that route with Quake led to a lot of internal conflict and a lot of difficulties with development, uh, and that actually led John Romero, one of the founders, to leave id shortly after Quake's release. Um, how he left is a little bit convoluted. <laughs> Wikipedia, Wikipedia says he was just straight up fired for unperform- underperforming. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's uh, edited by um, John Carmack. <laughs> yeah, and then other sources say that Romero left for creative reasons and that he wanted that's, to pursue, that's... like, making That's his own a really I hate nice that. way of saying that they got fired they left for creative re- I, exactly I, we creatively I hate fired that him. response yeah. it's like yeah they, they they had creative differences so he he decided to leave it's like 
Yeah. yeah okay. F you, you bro. No F you. Fight. All right, you're fired. <laughs> See you later. (laughs) He was escorted out the building, but it was was very peaceful. Very creatively. They threw him out the window. Yeah. I had to look look up a picture of John Romero because I was like, I know the name and everything. And it's like, dude, it's the guy with crazy long hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you think, yeah. So if you picture the creators of Doom, yeah, straight up, he is the person you think of. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. That guy probably made Doom. Yeah, and then John Carmack, like the programmer, is like the geeky one. You're like, I, I think he like went into the wrong yeah. club in high school yeah. by accident. Hey guys, yeah, this guy definitely computer club. They're like, this is goth club. He's like, all right, I guess I'll still hang out. Yeah, yeah, I can see this yeah. guy making. Well, I don't have any friends, so. Well, anyways, I'm gonna hang out with my Apple II. Start programming. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Quake Two followed the next year, uh, in 1997. The success of Doom and Quake led Activision, the like big Activision that we know, um, to purchase a 49% stake in id Software. Uh, and basically that meant that Activision was now going to be the exclusive publisher for id up until uh, 2009. And we'll go over what happened in 2009. Uh, Quake 2 is not a sequel to the original Quake. Um it is basically a, a rewriting of the franchise with its own story. Uh, and the, the plot was basically humans are attacking uh, the alien planet Stragos. Is it, um, and, is, oh, is there supposed to be an R but, in there? Or is it? Yeah, sorry. I thought that was like a, Stragos. Was like a cereal brand. Stragos. Not Stragos. Yeah. <laughs> Part of a balanced breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Uh and this would then become like the defining uh, storyline for like all quakes, basically. Gotcha. I, and, and like all the quakes would basically break off of of that. Main I didn't want to mess up your flow, but after until up, you said up until 2009 when the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, like, up until this point, they have basically released a, a heavy-hitting game every That's single year. That's what I was going to say, that it's, like, it's, like, a one-year turnaround. I know they're probably, like, Quake 2 is probably basically just, like, redoing assets to, like, flip it. No. Huh? No. So, I've, I've played both Quake and Quake yeah. 2. They are completely separate gra- games. Quake, the first one, is, like, maybe a two- to three-hour experience, mm-hmm uh quake 2 is it took me like eight or ten hours no i I didn't mean that i meant like they already have the engine they have like they have oh no quake 2 was was like a complete rewrite of the engine they did that in a year yeah all right all right everybody what are you guys doing today you it's not like technology (laughs) has gotten worse everything has gotten better yes oh i know graphics gotten better but it's like you have that there's more there's more technology that technology exists boys i believe in you (laughs) um yeah no quake 2 is like a huge upgrade over the original quake the original quake had like really pixelated graphics Mm, i remember and textures and stuff like that quake 2 is like this is a straight up 3d game like this is very early versions of what like doom 3 is and like modern games basically Hmm. i recommend playing both of them okay uh quake two is a little bit harder to get through because it's got some really boring yeah. parts but overall it was it was a good game so moving on then uh return to castle castle wolfenstein uh wasn't necessarily developed by id 
but it did use id tech 3 which is basically quake 3's engine mm-hmm. um it was developed by gray matter interactive uh and uh i don't have any experience played this with game. return to Kaffel wolfenstein you uh-huh. did it i heard it was really hard it, it's okay it's just it's nothing special it's just it's just a shooter I haven't played it in yeah, a while. I heard it was I, really I unbalanced. I tried to beat it. I don't know if I ever ended up beating it. I have it on Steam. Whoa. But it, it was interesting. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Whoa. Sorry. I, I'm like, as you're talking, I'm like looking up things to like side. side. Yeah, actually. Uh, okay, so I was, I know we're in 1997 right now, right? Or 98? Okay. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what the heck happened with Hexen and Heretic? Like, weren't those id? But they were, they were nope. uh, published by them. But they were not developed by then, and I know this is a developer deep dive, so we're only talking about specifically the games that they developed. But yeah. Hexen, did you ever play Hexen? Okay, yeah, so oh yeah. yeah, so I'll Hexen and I believe Heretic were uh I know Hexen for sure was made by Raven Software. It's using the Doom engine, right? And it's not yep. it wasn't developed by Ed. That's why I was like, what the heck? Why are we not talking about Hexen? Like I played the, I played a ton of that. It's basically like the RPG yeah. version of Doom. It's developed mm-hmm. by Raven Software. And what Raven Software does now is Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. That's their most recent game. Now, wait, that was Raven yeah, Software? I just looked it up. I was what? very confused about like who I was like, I wonder if they're still around. Yeah, they just made the last Call of Duty game. So yeah, I guess they're Yeah, yeah I think the Well, okay, Raven Software is gonna come up quite a bit in its yeah. uh past. Like they they are basically woven in with its yeah. uh yeah, history. They're they're um owned by Activision now. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was you know, like, I know Hex and Heretic and all that are the same company, but I was like, what the mm-hmm. heck? Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. I think I think I might have beat this because I remember wanting to beat it. And I, actually, I don't know why I'm even saying that. I have a list of games I've beaten. Let's see. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't beaten it. Dang. I thought I did. It. I remember like getting to a They're part. They're good games. And like you start fighting like zombies and stuff. And I think I got annoyed with it and stopped playing with it. Yeah. They're they're fantasy, whereas like Doom is sci-fi. Mm-hmm. yeah it it wasn't a fantastic you're using game. you're using like books and like spells and and wands and stuff to to kill things hmm. okay so okay cool all right so uh, i did want to mention castle wolfenstein mm-hmm. though because uh, i know people would probably bring it up because what? you know wolfenstein is like was originally made by id whatever um gray matter interactive like folded immediately basically yeah. <laughs> they they were not around very okay. long uh so we're gonna skip a little bit because uh basically after quake 2 launched uh it just decided that they wanted to be a tech company and like just create engines Mm -hmm. basically and they took long periods of time in between releasing games yeah while they're still kind of like i mean it's gonna be kind of the same thing because they make their own engine as like valve where it's like yeah there might be like huge gaps but it's like they weren't doing anything they weren't you know they oh, were doing yeah. tons of stuff. They just weren't developing games. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and you'll see, too, maybe not with Doom 3 because we don't like that game very much, but they they do a, a ton of basically R&D on, like, what works in games. Um, and recently, they've gotten really good at that, and we'll get into why they've gotten really good at that. So we're skipping ahead to 2004 with the release of Doom 3. Okay. Uh, Doom 3 is pretty famous for using id Tech 4, uh, which is like the, the newest engine at the time. It was the first engine um, that used uh, real-time lighting and shadows. Yeah. So that's why this game 
was horror focused is because they really wanted to show off light and dark yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and they it, did a lot and if you listen to our uh, <laughs> wow versus doom episode from january like 50 i think it's 53 then uh, we talk a ton yeah. about Doom 3. It's super great. I love that yeah, game. Yeah. So so I think they yeah. definitely got like really good at not putting lighting in that game. Bingo. Shadows. <laughs> Everything black. You'll never see anything in this game yeah. ever. Look how look at this. Look how good yeah. the shadow looks. Like what shadows? The entire game's pitch black. <laughs> no, it's happening. Exactly. We did our job. <laughs> oh, oh, we're supposed to put lights in there to show the shadows. Here's My a flashlight. Bad. Here, just give him a flashlight. Yeah. <laughs> There's <laughs> like a tiny mag light you get for a dollar at the gas station. Good luck. Yeah, and the batteries run out, and then you gotta yeah. shake it like a shake <laughs> weight. <laughs> oh god. Uh, so yeah, at the time though, in 2004, this was one of the best looking games because remember, WoW re- released in 2004. Yeah, it as well. looked like garbage oh. when it came out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Doom Three was like super good looking. Real time lighting is is what we use now. Um, basically like all lighting before this, like in quake and everything had to be pre-baked. So basically, uh, when you were making the game, you would turn on mm-hmm. like bake lighting and you would step away from your computer for a couple hours while it would just generate all of the lighting and shadows mm-hmm. and whatnot. Uh, and then when you would come back, you would find out that, oh, that light is placed in the wrong spot. So you would move it and then you would rebake all of the lighting again, come back a couple oh, hours after gosh. it's done. Whereas with real time lighting and shadows, uh, when you're making a game, you turn the light on and off, and it will show the light on or off in game. Ooh, you uh, know that other game that had a flashlight in it? it came out 2004, Half Life Two. Ooh, that game it go. didn't look very good though when it came out. It does now though. Oh wait, yeah, yeah it, it did. did not. Thanks. Wait, uh, actually, that game used a lot of trickery though. I actually don't think that was using real-time huh? lighting. It's no, no, possible. No, I was it, about was. it had a flashlight that actually worked <laughs> in the game. Oh yeah, yeah. That game yeah. looked uh, <clears throat> a little good, but you know, all all Valve did was just steam steal their engine and use it. So I mean, thanks. <laughs> That's actually yeah. true. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, so let's see here. Doom Three uh, was a reboot of the entire Doom franchise, mm-hmm. uh, and again, they went down the more horror and story route uh, because they had also developed some new animation and scripting technology that they wanted to show off. So. You know, with all of those demons jumping out uh, from doorways that just opened, they wanted to show off that new tech. Um, They wanted to show off all of their storytelling Mm -hmm. tech where you watch a bunch of like clearly evil dudes talk. (laughs) Yeah. Wait a second. Is that guy bad? I know we talked about that in the movie. It's like the guy that has like a messed up eye and a scar across his face. Like that guy's totally not a bad guy. That's legit. Yeah. yeah. I wonder who the villain is. Uh, we talked a ton about Doom 3 in our game versus movie that Jones uh, talked about a little bit earlier. It's episode 56 yeah. if you want to go back and listen to our full thoughts on Doom 3 because it was interesting to yeah, say the exactly. least. Uh, so let's see here. Adrian Carmack, uh, one of the original founders, left the company after the launch of Doom 3. Again, his departure from id was a little convoluted. Wikipedia says that he was fired. Uh, this time, though, for suing id over ownership rights uh, of yeah. stuff that they did. I don't know what the heck that means. If you were at a company, basically anything you do at the company is owned by the yeah, company. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's pretty, yeah. pretty cut and dry for a lot of I companies. Think, I think 
Adrian Car. I don't know if they're brothers or something like that. Adrian. No, they are not wow, related. Okay. Actually, it's just a weird I coincidence. Think Adrian oh, really? Carmack, he's credited for a lot of like the actual designs, like the monster designs and level designs and stuff for Doom. Yeah, and, him and him and John yeah. Romero, uh, were both yeah, artists, the artists on yeah, the games. Exactly. I think. He's like, hey, I designed that yeah. space meatball. What's I can't remember the name. Yeah, the Cacker Demon. You literally huh? just asked me that the like Hacker, earlier Hacker today. Demon? I think he says Baka Monster or something. <laughs> It's a Bakugan. Yeah, I was gonna say Bakugan. <laughs> yeah, the little ball robots that you throw oh, out, like, and they're supposed to pop out into yeah. like their transformer oh, like robots. Every time I see the picture of like the old school Doom, what's it called? Hacker Demon. Hacker Demon. Oh, they said Hacker. Hacker Man. <laughs> they said Hacker Demon. No. <laughs> I, like, I don't no. think that's Hacker Demon. Every time I see that, I just imagine that that was that Adult Swim show with the meatball and the French fries. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Hunger Force. Yeah, Force. <laughs> hey man, yeah. what you talking about? Is that the meatball? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. Honestly, he, he like, does. Like, that's where they got the idea the, from that. the meatball. <laughs> yeah, I just like I just imagine <laughs> that voice every time it like opens its mouth and shoots little orbs out. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm sure there's oh, a mod for that. I'm sure too. there is too. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so so before Doom Three, uh, they were. Doom or id was pretty famous for basically letting other companies just use their engines mm-hmm. to make games right like castle wolfenstein was made off of i think it was id yeah. two or three um and uh we'll, yeah. we'll we'll get into it a couple engines that are used in big franchises now uh were made from modified versions of older mm-hmm. id tech uh engine versions yeah. right uh but with id tech 4 because of like the real-time lighting and all that stuff this was the big engine that like everybody wanted mm-hmm. to use, right? This was the one where they were basically like, "All right, cool." I I think with this they started selling okay. the tech nice. to companies okay. to use. <clears throat> so then a, a year later, Quake Four was released uh, in two thousand and five, but this time it was uh, it wasn't developed by ID; it was developed by Raven mm-hmm. Software, hey. um, the the same company that did Heretic yeah, and, and Hexen yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, the game was basically blessed by id mm. though and quake 4 continues the story in quake 2 on the attack of, on strogos um, so in this game uh, you're basically a soldier in rhino squad that gets captured and turned into one of the strong and basically the whole thing with the strong is that they take over worlds and then they use the the inhabitants to expand their army to take over more worlds so basically like all of the strog mm-hmm. uh, aliens are actually aliens from other planets that got like transformed into mm-hmm. like killing machines so attack on so you're you're a soldier that got captured and the scene mm-hmm. in the game where you get your limbs mm-hmm. ripped off and like replaced with like metal ones and stuff is pretty mm-hmm. hardcore attack on strog is cool. actually a prequel of attack on titan oh <laughs> yeah how how did you not make that joke, Dakota? You're the Attack on Titan fanboy in this thing. Because <laughs> I would never associate the two. <laughs> You're like, we could use the story of Attack on Strogos to be content to be content. Oh continued. man, that's so bad. And then you literally just yeah. said that people I... get they literally get captured, they get transformed, and then they turn into I like know. monsters, like hmm. <laughs> interesting. The Attack on Titan. <laughs> the Attack on Titan manga writer's like Hmm. But they're just sweating oh, yeah. bullets right now. <laughs> Was that, yeah, the key and peel where you're just profusely sweating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys ever play Quake 4? I no. honestly I don't know if I played any of these. Don't know. Wait, did we skip Quake 3 Arena? 
Or is that not made by them? I just, it wasn't made by them. Okay, cool. That's weird that it wasn't made by them. (laughs) Yeah, I, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure when I looked through it, like, they didn't. Somebody else did it. They didn't make, they basically make the first, first, uh, game in a franchise and then just give it off to other people. So they're foul, basically. Yeah. Yeah, That was like, hey, you got a cool idea? All right. That thinks that's our idea. You work for us now. Like, wait, what? what you? No, you work Make for us money. now. You work for yeah. us now. You're Valve now. Uh, <laughs> and then Gabe Neal's like, I made this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Look what I made. A, throws a, and they, they walk away and like Gabe and take, picks it up. He's like, I made this. <laughs> throws like a stack, like a $20,000 stack at his head, bounces off. He's like, cool, you're mine now. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John, if you ever want to, I highly suggest playing Quake 4. It's actually a good game in my opinion. Uh, uh, it does use the same engine as Doom 3, but uh, it I personally don't feel it, like it has the same pitfalls, and it has a lot of creative stuff is, thrown is in the it, shotgun too. shotgun as good as Doom 3's shotgun? No, it's way better. <laughs> dude, it's actually dude, a decent shotgun. Me running my... headfirst into the wall would be more powerful than that shotgun that. in Doom 3. <laughs> I'll look it up on the next Doom, yeah. so I'll probably buy it and play it. Me. Yeah, it's usually like I could two or me three throwing dollars. my crock at someone would be stronger than that shotgun in Doom Three. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Glock and crock. So then we're gonna skip ahead a little bit more um, to Wolfenstein 2009 because this was basically a reboot of the franchise from Raven Software. Again, it was not made by ID, but it was blessed by them. Good game. Uh, it also uses a modified version of id tech 4 um, so it was a couple years afterwards uh it's the same engine that actually powered brink <laughs> which is the best game that ever is made it's the best game ever made <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest like th- thinking about the same engine that made doom mm-hmm. 3 mm-hmm. right the like black and and white game where you can't see anything or you can see yeah. everything uh into like the same being the same engine that brink is made it's from crazy because brink actually looked yeah, really did, cool it did look really well really and it good. looked half decent at the time too john okay before you continue this is the 2009 wolfenstein not the new one that's on scene that you played this is a different game this isn't wolfenstein yeah uh, the new order that's uh, the 2014 yeah. wolfenstein that uh, had, okay. that had the old blood and then the new colossus and all that this is this is a good one. I actually like this Wolfenstein. Yeah, because those. I mean, we're probably gonna get to it in a second. Those are made by Bethesda. Bethesda. This is like Wolfenstein two thousand nine, which uh, I remember this game, but it's completely different than the other ones. Yeah. 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 This was the this Wolfenstein game is more like a Call of Duty mm-hmm. game because it actually had a multiplayer too, well, <laughs> just like Call of well, Duty. Well, it makes sense because Raven Software is like helping make all these Call of Duty games at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. yeah um the raven software has made a lot of really cool yeah. games uh, i'm pretty sure they they were the ones that made not syndicate um sin something the, the one where you have like the weird arm thing singularity you can, like, uh slow singularity. down time singularity yeah. yes it was that was a yeah. good game a lot of creative mm-hmm. stuff in that uh so in 2009 so the same year that wolfenstein like from raven software uh was released id was acquired by zenimax which is the parent company of bethesda ah which is which this is now by microsoft which is now yeah oh yeah wow yikes um 
this basically screwed up everything with id software because they still had the publishing deal with activision for all oh, of their God, games that's right? like a nightmare <laughs> so logistical but then also either. yeah but then also ea somehow had a contract with them to release id's <laughs> next game <laughs> So they had three publishers at this time all fighting to get the rights to release their games. Wow. Uh, but basically, like, because ZeniMax bought mm-hmm. them, they basically overthrew everybody. Yeah. And it's reported that the acquisition was around $105 million. Sounds bloody. Sounds like a bloody massacre happened at id. And whenever yeah. that happened, they're like, yeah. oh, you had a contract with EA? Rip. This, that didn't happen anymore. <laughs> here's, it's like, here's your new game. Yeah. Commander Keen. Have fun with that, EA. See you later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it took us two, mi- two <laughs> yeah, months Commander to make. Commander Keen 3. We'll, get, we'll send you on floppy on a flatbed truck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so then, again, there was a, a couple year break in between anything happening with like id franchises basically yeah, probably just shredding documents for two years and yeah covering up their tracks yeah it's like oh <laughs> no we did not use soft <laughs> yeah, computers exactly. i'm gonna keep bringing that up because i was super yeah. shady of them <laughs> so now we're in 2011 and this is when the fun, best franchise ever made begins. was released <laughs> um this was id's attempt after i think their their last new ip was quake in 1996 mm-hmm. right uh this was their first attempt at making another new ip in like 15 years mm-hmm. uh they in 2011 they released the game rage oh, good game <laughs> rage shadow legends <laughs> have you guys both played the first rage i can't get past the first 15 minutes of the game uh, I played Rage 2 and I Why also got it past the first 15 minutes of the game. I, I hate the game. I can't I can't play it. <laughs> I've, Dude, right, it was I've so hype. I remember being so hype. This was so I hyped. have tried to play it several times to beat the game and I literally I cannot yeah. I'll give it even an hour. I can't get past the first hour. Dude, it this, sucks so bad I can't like, do it. This was like I remember because John and I were like already friends at this point in 2011. I remember because we were playing Counter-Strike or in the League or whatever else and like like oh my god that new that new id software game you know the people that made quake and doom are making like a basically making making yep. the new borderlands is what they're doing and everyone's yeah. like oh it's supposed to be an open world game so cool and i'm like yeah we'll see it's like yikes dodged a bullet on that one boys <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah uh so rage was their attempt at a post-apocalyptic shooter because you know they were big at well, the time you had fallout 3 earlier you had new Borderland vegas was huge borderlands i remember one of the big things you know you were talking about the trailers one of the big things that they were touting in this game was that the ai had like unpredictable movement uh with the environment didn't program it correctly (laughs) yeah like due to a programming error they just run into walls it's so unpredictable yeah Uh, yeah basically though like i remember watching the trailers and thinking oh my god like this ai is going to be so smart it's going to be so cool fighting them all all it meant was that every once in a while some of the some of the crazy like bandits that you fight would like swing on like pipes (laughs) and some of them would like run on the walls it was that was it (laughs) that was the unpredictability like how yeah they were still running at you and they would still like stand up in the middle of combat just so you could shoot them in the head nice 
<laughs> they were still stupid. Oh, um, this game sucks. <laughs> like, I hate this game. Partly because this was the first and only game I went to a GameStop and stayed out till midnight on release to pick up my pre-order copy. And I remember taking it home and staying up till like three or four o'clock in the morning and thinking, this was awful. (laughs) I wasted my money. Level large picture. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So not only was I disappointed by it, uh, but a lot of other people were disappointed uh, by it as well. By other people, Um, you mean Zenimax? (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, they were probably like, man, that acquisition was pretty (laughs) terrible. Not worth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the game had so many issues, right? One, the the open world was barren. Like, there was nothing on it. If you walked outside a town or walked outside a, a dungeon or some area that had enemies, you had to be in a vehicle. Otherwise, you would be walking for almost an hour to get to the Ugh. next place. And there was nothing to do on the way there except dodge other, like, enemy cars that were running towards you that would just, like, kill you in one nice. It was... It was like trash nice uh and the vehicles felt like garbage like everything about this game was just mm-hmm. the worst uh and then also one of the bad things for like peace playing the game on pc was that it used id tech 5 which introduced mega textures which is basically it the reason it was made was to like speed up like pulling in textures mm-hmm. and whatnot because every time you you know you load into a new place or or you look at something new it's got to like load in that texture right and their idea was we're just going to put all the textures on a really big Mm -hmm. texture and then all you have to do is just load that big one in and then they're all there right good idea it sounds like a great idea on paper right but the problem was it actually like made loading textures even worse because playing on pc if you could turn really quickly there was like texture popping because it couldn't load the textures fast enough (laughs) Uh, as fast as you would like turn the screen to look at it and i remember like playing this on pc after uh i was on console because i was like oh maybe the game is better on pc like (laughs) wrong (laughs) super wrong on that uh because like you would play at like high frame rates and you would turn the mouse and like it would take a second or two for all the textures to just pop in like an insect like an it it was ugly bro yeah it was not good uh, the game didn't sell very well, um, <clears throat> and uh, they didn't release any like sales numbers. They just like I'm sure it made its money. Back, oh yeah, right because it was from, hyped from and pre-orders. It, it probably sold all that. Yeah, yeah, for, just from the pre-orders. But the fact that the game franchise was shelved immediately, yeah. <laughs> and nothing was done with it for ten years, basically means it didn't yeah. do well. Yeah. Um, and then John Carmack uh left shortly after rage's horrible reception and he actually joined oculus yeah, he had a creative so he's creative he's the one that's <laughs> oh, yeah, nobody can fire him right. because he, he already fired his two friends that's true he's the only one yeah. left at, at this point he was the last original mm-hmm. founder so once he left everybody at id was was like quote unquote mm-hmm. new right because nobody had been there from the original start mm-hmm. which is crazy to think oh, yeah, about it's crazy Right. There's there's a lot I of I can see rage making him leave. Well, well, I can <laughs> Would you say he rage quit? Yeah, yeah he, he rage quit. quit. He rage quit. He <laughs> rage quit. Ed. Well, I mean, I'm sure whatever he's doing at Oculus now, I'm sure he's making a stupid amount of money. 
Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he works for yeah, Facebook. Well, exactly. After Facebook bought him, he's like, "Cool, oh, Oculus is owned Thanks. by Facebook." Yeah. That was yeah. smart. Yeah. All right, I'm retired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's made so much yeah. money oh, yeah. in his lifetime. He do probably think, do. You think he plays uh, Rage One in VR on Oculus? He's like, God, this game sucks. Probably, probably not, because if he would turn around, <laughs> the pop in, he wouldn't be able to see anything. <laughs> Whoa, that popping! I didn't even see that coming. Yeah. Right as my first, as my first work at Oculus, I want to make Rage, uh, <laughs> Rage VR, and they're like, they're like, you're you're gonna get fired. Please stop. <laughs> He's like, hey guys, if you want to work um, for me on the application, you have to tell me how long it took you to beat Rage. <laughs> yeah, oh, don't even talk. To I'm me sorry, I didn't finish it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh so not <clears throat> you know rage b- had bad reception john carmack left shortly afterwards the same time that john carmack left they actually hired on a guy named hugo mm-hmm. martin which joined as creative director for it okay this guy like turned it around because honestly like they hadn't really done much uh since uh doom 3 right so doom 3 to in 2004 to 2011 that's like six seven years of not doing anything um basically hugo like turned the entire philosophy around at at id and has only done amazing things for them um i he is he's the reason i like id so much right now um he has basically made sure that id kept all of its original identity and like original like philosophy of like just making badass games badass engines like all of the cool stuff and like hardcore like Mm -hmm. demons and like we're just trying to make cool fun games he's pioneered not pioneered but he's made sure that it has stayed core to that stuff um and and i don't know what he did because after john carmack left he like basically turned their engine development up mm-hmm. to 11 and they're like using black magic to create yeah. this stuff because doom eternal ran sorry um doom 2016 ran amazingly oh, yeah. and doom eternal runs even yeah, better i can't i mean i know i've talked about it before like previously like how i've tried to get into doom 2016 and like I, for me i just can't get into it. it's just not my type of game anymore i guess but yeah. dear lord that game runs so buttery smooth it looks I mean, it's 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 i almost get sad about it because i wish i enjoyed it more because of how well it runs it's kind of it's kind of almost yeah. like the like destiny 2 i know we have a tons of issues destiny 2 but the game runs a great on pc like it yeah. looks yeah, really it really, really good too bad it's garbage <laughs> man Doom 2016 was a good game too man it runs really yeah. really good yeah yeah uh and also whatever he did with the team basically i think he was just like hey john carmack basically screwed us with mega textures you need to like gut Mm -hmm. the engine uh it it almost took them like 10 years to to remove mega textures from the engine uh they had multiple iterations of id tech so uh i think with rage it was id tech Mm -hmm. 5 they had id tech 6 that came out um, and then they had id tech seven, which is what doom 2016 mm-hmm. released on. Um, I think or maybe it was, maybe it's id tech six. Anyway, one of those, uh, doom eternal still had remnants of mega textures, but for the most part, it mm-hmm. didn't use it. Uh, and then with doom eternal, they, at, with this new engine, they have completely removed mega textures. And basically that's why doom eternal looks 
10 times better than doom 2016 even though doom 2016 looks yeah really good okay. um like these games are freaking awesome uh obviously doom 2016 released in 2016 had great reception and enabled them to make doom eternal only a couple years later uh i think 2020. Uh, yeah 2020 yeah. So within four years, they released their sequel, and they also have released DLCs well, for each one. It was supposed too. to come out in 2019, and they pushed it back, which is, I mean, which is a they good did. thing because they're like, "Hey, we're still working on stuff. It's not ready. We're gonna push back like what, like six months or something, or like three. I think it's like three or yeah. four months only. It wasn't that long because mm-hmm. I think it was like November yeah, yeah. to March. I just remember because TNT lost the draft because of that, so that's pretty funny. Oh that's, yeah, that's the reason yeah. why John got second place in the draft. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> about that. Doom Eternal got pushed into 2020. <laughs> and I think it's worth saying. I think Doom got robbed in the video game awards. Of course, by a it lot did. of shows. oh yeah, they got super shafted by Last of Us that nobody liked except for the critics. Yep. Well, yep. those are the people yep. that picked the awards. So there you go. Wah, wah. Yep. We got Ooh, we got to create our own awards in the future. Awards. We're doing it. End of the year. Yeah. Because the. Because the PC gaming show is so well, bad. It's, it's turned into the same thing. But, but hey, in the all, year, you yeah, can yeah. look forward to that. We'll do a PC. Maybe we'll do that as like a live show. We'll like do award ceremony. That's Ooh. a good idea. Wait, cut Texas. this out. Cut this out. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> live award show. Uh, so yeah, with Doom Eternal, we're basically at the uh, at the most recent game that do, uh, id Software has released. Obviously, there's been other like releases of their mm-hmm. franchises, like other Wolfenstein yeah. games, stuff like that. But id has not created yeah. those, uh, and they have like almost fully been pushed off to other yeah. companies. Um, you know, Wolfenstein is now made by Machine Games, which is who ruined it. Uh, you know, they're still who <laughs> ruined up? it, and uh... yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, with with Bethesda owning id, they basically I think uh separated like... the franchises from id software and just gave them to other companies. They're still using like id's engines to create those games like uh all of the Wolfenstein games, the new ones have been made on id tech hmm. engines, but uh I think for the most part it doesn't have any control or say over they're, what happens. They're like, "Hey, can we make a game?" and they're like, "No." You make engines only. Yeah. Everyone else makes games. You don't make games anymore. You remember Rage? You remember Rage? It's like, yeah. it's like when your dog like pees in the floor and you put your nose in it. You remember Rage? Yeah, you're like holding you your head rage? down into it. You make engines only. I'm like, fine. Yeah, I just wanted to make a game. Uh, I'm a can down the hallway. <laughs> so now we are going to move into uh, basically, you know, our thoughts on the, the company's current state as well as where we think the company will go in the future um so i have what i think uh, about the company now i'll go Go ahead and read that and then you guys can share your thoughts um i think that the current management at id is in a really good place with hugo martin basically spearheading Mm -hmm. everything uh i think they need to keep their franchises under their own belts though because quake champions is a pile Mm -hmm. of rubbish uh and the multiplayer for doom 2016 which they did outsource was so atrociously bad that uh, I, from my memory, I'm pretty sure they severed ties with the devs who created the multiplayer, took it back in house, and like redid it, even though it was still like yeah. not good. And then I'm pretty sure at this point they've shut it yeah. down. Oh yeah. Um, for like the Doom 2016 uh multiplayer, and then obviously uh Wolfenstein is now under Machine Games, and with Youngblood coming out and performing abysmally. Mm-hmm. 
like I feel like id should take it back and and they should give yeah. it a go because yeah. with their philosophy for doom eternal oh, where man. it's just like yeah just shoot things have fun and play a yeah. beautiful game just that runs imagine well. a doom version of yeah of Wolfenstein. yeah here you want it here let me develop yeah. it for you uh put nazis in doom eternal there you go you're done congratulations <laughs> kill mecha hitler at the end i've already made your oh, game man. for you just playing like the doom gameplay with like with like those world war ii weapons mm-hmm. like thompson's and mm-hmm. yeah oh my gosh yeah. it'd be so cool yeah exactly yeah it'd be super dope uh let's see i think i think go ahead what's i was gonna say something about wolfenstein oh um yeah Doom Eternal was fantastic, so I think like what they're doing with the Doom franchise is is what it needs. I think their writing that they had with Doom Eternal is like A plus material. I I think it is absolutely insane how they turned Doom twenty sixteen that was basically like oh we're not going to focus on story mm-hmm. at all, uh, and then they in Doom Eternal they were like well we're going to add more story to like flesh out the world. I. Before I played Doom Eternal, I thought that was a bad yeah. idea. But after playing Doom Eternal, I'm like, this story was oh. awesome. This is exactly what I think it needed. Okay. Uh, and then I think, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next. Okay. I was going to say one thing about Wolfenstein. I know that, uh, so I know we're going to go over in a second, like the other games that are associated with id tech, like engine and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I played the Wolfenstein 2014 remake that I believe Machine Games made, right? um yeah and i played it's good i played that game stealthily which is not really a way you would play wolfenstein <laughs> oh, or yeah. like doom and i know I've t- i think i've talked about this on the show before but yeah, yeah. Uh, but i remember playing through like 75 80 percent of that game uh not knowing that you had a silenced pistol and i threw my knife at everyone and you had like three knives and you could throw it at them and if you like killed them you go pick the knife back up so like like German Shepherd dogs, like robot dogs, I like throw a knife at them and like go pick it up and like going through most of the game, like I was like I was, I was kind of playing it like dishonored type of gameplay as Wolfenstein, yeah. which everyone's just like, oh, just run and gun, like murder everybody with like, you know. And uh Yeah. I know I talked about this before. It's like I remember I'm like literally almost at the end of the game and someone's like, Oh, why are you using your knife? Are you trying to do some like challenge mode or something? Where you really use a knife? I'm like, no, it's the only way to like silently take down people. It's like, why don't you use the suppressed pistol? I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? You just like click a button, he's like press G and puts the silencer on and I'm just like I literally I was like throw my keyboard out the window. Like wanted to uninstall. <laughs> like been never been so mad in my life. I'm like that's like, cause everyone's like, "Are you still playing Wolfenstein?" The campaign's not that long; it's like four or five hours. I think it. I spent like eight or yeah. nine hours playing because I was playing Ugh. stealth with a knife. I'm just that like, game throw. was good though. I'll, I'll oh yeah, it was. First... I had a lot of fun playing yeah, it, it stealthily. Good. Like it probably still would have taken longer, like playing it stealth like that. Mm-hmm. It was fun, but I was like, "Man, this campaign is like dragging. It's taking forever." I'm like, yeah, you're a moron. Yeah, congratulations. Um, <laughs> I would say for me, uh, it's really weird as. As, as i'm concerned for it i know that you said that like oh if you didn't really like doom 2016 you're probably not gonna like doom eternal because it's pretty much more of the same thing if you like doom 2016 doom eternal is basically just like the op really good chocolate on, version yeah on it's just steroids. more of the same but better it's, right yeah. um yep so as far as i'm concerned it would be cool if they brought some of their franchise back because they obviously know how to develop game engine and make games run really well like doom 2016 yeah. runs amazingly um, and after, I think after Wolfenstein Youngblood, whoever made that should just be shut down. <laughs> the only, I was actually talking about this today. 
and we have we have a, a, a emoji that's custom for our discord server and it's just hell yeah dude and that comes from wolfenstein youngblood and it is the most popular thing that everyone in the discord says constantly and because they <laughs> because in wolfenstein youngblood they made the two girl characters yeah. in there they're like country they're from texas they're literally from like 45 minutes away from where i live right yeah. now and in the game you'll shoot a nuts like hell yeah dude and it's like <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the words, but it's so funny that it just has become like a meme, and it's just like blown up in the Discord. It's just so funny. Oh my god, that game is yeah. Dakota and I tried to play that game. It is a train wreck. Yeah, look, it it looks like it's, it sucks. It, it is, is the worst. awful. The the banter between the two sisters is yeah about the most ear like. It's, I don't I don't know a nice way to say that. It sucks. Yeah. I hate it so much. Their dialogue is literally the uh, worst. I'm surprised that writers were paid a salary <laughs> to to write the dialogue between the high two. Five each other. Hell yeah, dude. It's gonna be easy. Easy yeah. money. <laughs> uh John. Were, were you done? Yeah, I I I, I yeah, think yeah, like as, as far as Ed, I hope that they take some of their other franchises back. I hope because if they take Wolfenstein back and make it run as well as Doom, I will be way more inclined to play it. Because I actually, I actually played through mm. Wolfenstein. I have the second one. I haven't played through it. I heard it wasn't as good as the first one, the 2016, the new Colossus. Yeah, or yeah I never played that one either. But I heard it was. I think it has like six hours of yeah. cutscenes. I heard it was. I heard that it was good. I really enjoyed the Wolfenstein game, and I hope that they bring it back and they basically just make Doom with Nazis. Because I'd be way more inclined to play that. Yeah. 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 Okay, go for it uh so i'm kind of the same way i you know i love doom 2016 and if they're able to pull that off like they could pull they could do anything mm-hmm. and people would buy it because that game was amazing yeah and i've never been like i think i did go back and beat the first doom i think and maybe the second one mm-hmm. but uh like i'm a fan of first person shooters single player games so i mean i'm you know uh i would be very excited to see some other stuff from them like you said wolf and would be really cool mm-hmm um or just a new ip come up with something really cool and just throw the same passion as they did with with the uh, doom 2016 into it uh but i think they're going in the right direction as dakota said that i mean doom 2016 eternal was 100 percent the right direction mm-hmm. and if and that's very recent too like they're i don't know what they're doing next but i mean like hopefully hopefully they're they're putting some new ideas out there I, I like what I see. They they hit a really rough spot with Rage because that game was terrible. But luckily, <laughs> I mean, you don't, yeah, you don't get to see that a lot. I think where somebody fails that badly and then they're able to come back. Mm-hmm. About Rage yeah. Three yeah. Shadow Legends. <sighs> Stop it. <laughs> uh, okay, so my th- my th- thoughts then for the future of ID. I know you guys basically like included mm-hmm. those in yours. Um, I I really like this company. Uh, and I really like what they do. Um, <clears throat> I hope they license out id Tech Seven, the same engine that they use for Doom Eternal, to mm-hmm. other devs. Um, I, I know that they're going to give it to like basically anybody. In, Mac- well, Microsoft uh, now. Possibly, yeah. Possibly Year in Microsoft six. because Microsoft technically owns the you engine now. It? Halo Infinite. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they yeah, do. they probably do. Well, that's why Microsoft's yeah, like, all right, because that game looks like crap. Halo back on its feet. <laughs> yeah, I I hope they license it out. Reason being is that we've seen other engines 
from other companies like Dice, right, with Frostbite. There's other engines that look really good too, but those other companies are sucking yeah. right now. Dice is in a horrible yeah. spot. You know, mm-hmm. Battle uh, Battlefield Six. Yeah. Who knows what that's yeah. going to be, right? Because Battlefield Five was such a travesty, yeah. basically. I think with by giving developers who are actually competent with making games uh, an engine that looks as good and runs as good as Doom did. I think they could do really cool yeah. things with that because I think that's one of the hurdles that holds a lot of games yeah. back. Dude, can you imagine? Can you imagine a? It doesn't necessarily be like a first-person shooter, but a game like like Dark Souls that would actually play at 144 hertz, like how Doom Eternal like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the combat would feel so yeah. much faster and better if you were able to play it at like such higher frame rates, and that's. It's funny that you mm-hmm. mentioned that, because I have in here. I hope they also start a new IP for something. And I hope it's something in like a dark fantasy world. Nice. Basically the same. That'd be really cool. Right? Nice. Because I, the writing in Doom Eternal was really impressive to me. And I think they could do some really dark fantasy stuff because, you know, the the whole like maker Mm. and angels and all that stuff actually being like their own race of like people who created like Mm -hmm. humanity and whatever. And yeah is controlling like the different worlds i thought that was really creative and really cool um and like just imagine uh an elder scrolls type of world that's like moody and dark and gory but runs Mm -hmm. really smooth and like who knows what they could do with id tech Mm -hmm. 7 in an Mm -hmm. open world setting right if they didn't go down the rage uh you know rabbit hole aisle and like and create all of that garbage but they actually like sat down and they were like okay we know how to make a first person shooter right we know how to make that fun and what they want with that how do we make a good open world and make that fun and whatever well and and the thing is too is that and you guys may disagree with me i i feel like we've gone through probably like what at least at least a 10 year spurt of every single company thinks they have to do open world I I honestly mm-hmm. have gotten to the yeah. point where like when a game spouts its open world, it's kind of it's getting to be a negative to me because I'm like, oh great, so it's just gonna be pointless. Like I don't, yeah. I, I know exactly. I, how I'd it's almost play rather out. have yeah. a don't tell me it's open world. <laughs> hey, we we have a constructed kind of linear experience with some like optional content that you can do if you choose to. But this is the like focus that we have, and this is what you're gonna do, and that's fine right if i want to go play like a yeah. big open world game i'll go play just cause where i can just go blow everything up because that's what you want to do and you know like grand theft auto whatever you know it's like if you want yeah. to give me like a story i'm okay with you giving me like a structured experience that i play through and then i'm done and then if you want to have like a multiplayer or something for something like doom or wolfenstein like cool do that and just have a multiplayer aspect to it that's but, like it if if you want to make an open world game look at the witcher 3 mm-hmm. and if you can't make it to that level don't make an open world game and breath of yeah and breath of the wild as well yeah because the exploration Mm -hmm. in breath of the wild and the organicness of like stumbling upon basically new new quests yeah is like like how did they how did other companies think of that how did ubisoft make all of these open world games and just like copy and paste the same thing to me it's like like with the witcher 3 it's like if you explore, you will find something that they put there on purpose. Like, yeah, I, oh, oh, there's true. this random cave. Oh, I think I've brought this up before. There's like yeah. some random wizard doing experiments on golems in there, and you yeah. fight a golem that killed the wizard, and you get to loot all this stuff. Yeah, 
And then you, yeah. you walk past like a weird field and you're like, no, oh, there's nothing there. And then you get a quest and you have to go kill like some banshee or something that yeah. spawns only at a certain time of the day. Yeah. And it's like, it's, man, they really like filled the world in. It's stuff that you could have completely missed if you, not if you were looking for it or just exploring. Cause that, you know, stuff like that's like, hey, you can have like the Witcher is perfect example. It's like, hey, they have like a main story quest and they tell you where it is. So you could just get through the story and yeah. skip all that stuff if you don't want it. But hey, you know what? It's a cool looking world. Let me just go ride my horse around. It's like, oh, bandits are attacking yeah. me. And then I go find like a caravan flipped over and like all these people are dead. And you're like, OK, what and, happened? You know, and you, you you do that just because you found it. And then you go to the next town and there's a quest for it. And you yeah. already did the quest. And you're like, oh, cool. I did that on the way here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like they did first person shooters really yep. well. I want them to flex those mm. same muscles in a creative way yeah. doing something else and i want to see what they do yeah and don't do doom 2016 multiplayer because that was awful I, that's, you know i that I, was, I forgot yeah. i was gonna bring that up uh, me and a couple other people played that i did in beta i think i played it with you and we liked it we liked it okay yeah. i was not in that camp that game was nah, garbage i, I was like <laughs> oh cool this is terrible yeah. the beta was good though we i i remember the people i played with we liked it it wasn't me then we weren't friends at the time if you liked that <laughs> game yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. We we had to, we had creative differences, <laughs> so we had to, yeah. so, the, so we had to break off the podcast. So we had creative differences back then. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Cool. So that is like the main history of mm-hmm. ID. Uh, I do have some like kind of like knowledge mm-hmm. dumps a little or knowledge, knowledge nuggets. nuggets <laughs> um, because their engine has like literally been bastardized mm-hmm. so many times into like a million different franchises and, nice. and different things i thought it'd be cool to like go through the history of it um so we got id tech 2 which is the engine that powered mm-hmm. quake 2 um this was the same engine that steam or sorry that valve used for the gold mm-hmm. source engine that eventually turned into the nice. source engine that's crazy so a lot of the things that and this is one thing too because the source engine hasn't been modified that mm-hmm. many times <laughs> Uh, there's probably still some like some same lines yeah. from the original yeah. Quake Two engine. Oh, I'm sure. I would oh, think yeah. you can find dig deep enough. Uh, spaghetti code. Yeah. Spaghetti code. Yeah. It's it's crazy to think that potentially there's relics from uh, an engine from 1996. <laughs> it's like Indiana Jones grabbing the gold <laughs> monkey and like putting sand. Yeah. <laughs> Just oh, yeah. running away, running away from still works. rolling down after <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then we have id tech three here's a couple games that you may not know actually ran on uh id tech so we got star wars jedi knight 2 jedi outcast which that was actually made by raven yeah which is the the game that has like crazy lightsaber battles like one of the og like you throw a lightsaber and like cut somebody and like all kinds of stuff yeah yeah uh, and then we also have Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Academy, uh, also a game from Raven Software. And yes, both both of these games had like really cool lightsaber mm-hmm. fights that we need. That we haven't again. gotten since. Thank you, Star Wars yeah. franchise. It's not that hard. Yeah. It's not that hard. They did it in 2002. Yeah. Get your crap together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Id Tech 3 was also the same engine that was used for Call of Duty in 2003 from Infinity War. Uh, sorry, Infinity Ward. Uh, and then, oh, look, Great Matter Interactive. Holy crap. Uh, 
they also used it for a couple of the other games for in Call of Duty, like the spinoffs. So Call of Duty United Offensive in 2004 by uh, Grey Matter and Treyarch, and then Call of Duty Classic in 2009, I which is also in, Infinity I, I'm War. I'm pretty sure United Offensive was just like an expansion pack, like an expansion pack for uh, the first game. I think, I think it was. It could, it could I think have. it was a stand. It might have been a standalone, standalone, but it was in the same like World War II era that like all the Call of Duties were back then. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, World War, no, World at War in like 2010 ish. 2008. I want to say 8. I want to say 2008. Too. I played that on Xbox 360. Was the end. Yeah. yeah. It That was the end of World War uh, yeah, games. Okay. Yeah, yeah. For I Call of Duty. Uh, and then also, Id Tech 3 was the base for Infinity Ward's own. Uh, iw engine that they've used for multiple call of duty games i think at this point it has been completely rewritten multiple times so there's probably no remnants but it was the start and the base for their what own does the engine. iw engine stand for infinity know, ward engine. i was like where did they how'd they come up with such a cool <laughs> okay. name iw engine <laughs> like cool no what did we say yeah this is mine i made this <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah uh and then in tech 4 which is the same engine that powered quake 4 and doom 3 also powered brink which we knew about in 2011 uh but then also it powered the original prey in 2006 from human head okay, studios so i looked this up so brink was actually also made by humans head studios and splash damage it was like a combined. It was like a combined oh. kind of thing, and I just looked up Human Head Studios because I was very curious to see what happened. So Human Head Studios was actually people um, that made from Raven Software that made the original Hex and Heretic. After Hex and Heretic came out, they left, made Human Head Studios, and then they made Brink. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, then they went and, and, and then they went out of business again basically <laughs> uh, oh, now actually all the people i think they made a game that was defunct called rune 2 and it was like a disaster they came out in 2019 and now oh. they're they wow. got bought by bethesda i think so it's like a full circle of them like we're not working wow. for you and then now we're working for you again all right cool thanks yeah <laughs> i know we talk we, we do talk about brink a lot and if you ever just want to laugh just look at the the trailers the before the trailers and what they told us the game was to what we actually got yeah and it is a it's just it was a huge success it's also a really good uh disney original movie about rollerblading that is the good brink yeah (laughs) that's the good brink actually did actually like that movie i whenever disney plus came out was like one of the first things we watched yeah me too because i watched (laughs) i used to rollerblade when i was a kid i thought i was awesome when I was real, but Same. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. I was, too. I thought it was awesome, but I was also homeschooled, so I didn't know any better. <laughs> I mean, if I saw me doing that now, I'd probably punch me. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, what are you doing, dweeb? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then so Id Tech Five uh, had actually powered um, Dishonored Two from Arcane Studios. Hmm. As well as both Evil Within games from Tango. Evil Game Within Wars. is like it's it's. I think it was made by people that worked on Resident Evil. Like they somebody left and like started that studio yeah, I and think made so. and then they made that Evil Within. I watched I actually watched an old friend of John and I's play that a long time ago, and that is like a creepy, creepy horror psycho <laughs> yeah. horror game where it's like 
the beginning of the game is like you literally walk into like a mental hospital and there's just like blood on the walls and everything and then the doors lock you're like cool this and the entire game is like in that place trying to get out it's like uh, okay, i don't want to yeah. play this i don't i'm in danger <laughs> yeah i don't want to play with you anymore <laughs> oh man <laughs> Uh, and then just a cool fact, uh, if you like tech and stuff, id tech seven only uses, uh, the Vulcan renderer, which is interesting from my point of view, because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jones just put up the, the, the Spock and Vulcans for, unite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vulcan is like basically the opposite, not the opposite is the sister renderer to DirectX yeah. 12. They're like complete opposites yeah. in how they do things, but they're both like the new way to like render games. All I know is that every time I've used Vulkan, um, my games have run usually really well. That's pretty yeah. pretty And that's good. that's the whole point. That's the whole point. It runs really nice. well. Cool. So that that is it for Awesome. My main nice. topic. Do you guys good have anything job. to talk about All we need questions? to know is that uh like all the people that work there no longer work there and as soon as they left they started making good games that's what i got from that you know yeah. what i i was saying with the whole time is like somebody tried to redo the rage franchise with rage 2 and they failed doing that too avalanche oh, first, do not no, do not make avalanche. a rage no do not make a rage that 3 just cause <laughs> just cause uh, oh you know oh man i feel bad oh god now i'm thinking of it cuz they use they use the av they use the Avalanche. No, engine. not that. I'm thinking about Avalanche's last couple releases. Okay, so it goes Rage Two, and then I'm pretty sure Just Cause Four, which was a disaster, and then they did Marvel's Avengers. Oh, <laughs> yikes! Wait, I'm pretty sure Avalanche is the one that actually made that Square Enix. Square Enix, is Square the Enix made that. I believe. <laughs> okay, oh, I'll, I'll double God. check that while you guys talk. Wait. Keep talking, and I'll yeah, figure that out. Yeah, holy crap. If that is true, they... I'll be honest. Okay, and it's a little bit mean. They should probably not be a studio at this point. No. Because those are three blunders in a row. Just looking at, at what they did with Marvel's Avengers, how could they possibly have thought people would be okay with you getting armor pieces in that game that don't actually make your character look different? Well, they thought they and would how, make a lot of money. And they and they like <laughs> battle pass system for that? How what? Uh okay. Never yeah. mind. Okay, so they did just cause four. Oh, they did Mad Max. They didn't do Marvel's Avengers. They did Just Cause oh, well, Four, Rage Two, and then they did Generation Zero. Well, Marvel Avengers sucked too, so whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Generation Zero, it, it seems like it's doing well. It's got a very small, passionate community. When I played it, I was really impressed, but then I got really bored because it was just very yeah. repetitive. Generation Zero is that, it's that like first the same person thing. shooter, right? Oh. It's a first person shooter in the 80s with giant mechs <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. It's okay. sweet. Sorry. Sweden? Sorry. I think. Uh, yes. And uh, yeah, Sweden or Norway, one of those Viking countries. I'm not yeah. sure. Uh, it's Chris- Crystal Dynamics is one that made Marvel's Avengers. The people that make Tomb Raider. Yes. That's who. I knew it. Yes. Uh, we were close. We were close. Yeah. Somebody you cared Yikes. about at one point. Yikes. <laughs> Anyways. Cool. Let's move on to questions. Cool. And does somebody want to take yeah. the first one? I would not mind doing it because I wrote the most for it. Oh, nice. Cool. Um, so, Blue Sirius. These are all from our Discord. So, uh, Blue Sirius asked us what do you guys think about changing games frequently or do you not 
or not changing your main game at all, the games you play usually, that is. What does that say about you? Are there studies about it? Is it better to stay in a game and be part of a community, or is it better to follow the trend, ga uh, change games frequently to not miss out new experiences? So, uh, this is kind of a variation of the question that we answered like two yeah. weeks ago, right? About, about game, game hopping. hopping. Yeah, basically. So, I think I answered it for the three of us with my first part. I am not one unless it is very special and mm -hmm. it hits a very like niche thing for me to go and blow $60 on a new game. Yeah. Cyberpunk was that and I wasted my money. I mean it yeah. it, it is what it is, yeah. but it, if there's like in Star Wars Battlefront 2 I talk about it all the time, that was a game I was going to throw $60 on immediately because it's something I I loved the previous games, not the not like the newest Battlefront, yeah, but the, the original. first two. I some of my favorite games I've ever played. I was like and that even goes into like in the community. I was going to get into a community and actually play it for real. Um, but like Call of Duty games and, uh, you know, like Battlefield games, unless like all of us are going to play it, I won't pay $60 for it. Yeah. Or I have somebody that I know for a fact I will be able to play that with consistently. I won't spend $60 on it. Yeah. Um, it, but would you spend fifty dollars on a game like Outriders that we could all play together? Well, that is the new game that I have already bought. Okay, <laughs> and I spent sixty dollars on the skin upgrades nice. section too. Nice. Uh, oh, nice, nice. <laughs> um, now the new trend I will spend sixty dollars very consistently on is MMOs. Okay. If there is a new MMO coming out that we know is supposed to be good or at least decent. I'm willing to pay $60 to play that, which like, I've done many, many times. Like New World? And, yeah, New World I'm probably going to buy when it comes out. Well, Pretty good and chance. New World's all supposed to be 40 is it, bucks. Is so it supposed to have? Better. Okay. Um, for instance, uh, I'll talk about this game in a little bit with a different question, but Ion, we, like, a long time ago, all the people in our little in our group, we all bought it together and all played together. We all played different characters. We hit, like, every part of the characters. We had a full group and everything. It was really cool. And you can never ever beat a I'm, new MMO experience and what's, ever. Like, and I think what's crazy and what John's kind of getting at too is like, I mean, now that we're older too, like, I think that was that was pretty much like a once in a lifetime type of experience. Like, yes, and it's almost like that runner's high where you're like constantly like striving to get that feeling back of like, dude, we're all going to like a brand new experience together. It's gonna be awesome. Blah blah blah. You know what I mean? And 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 Aeon was hyped. Yes, super and hype. like World of Warcraft's hyped, but that when you go back to when you go to World of Warcraft and you play a new expansion, everybody's just playing World of Warcraft again. Yeah, Ion was a brand new MMO that was crazy hyped, that was very well done, mm -hmm. like it was super like good quality, and everybody was experiencing it for the first time together. Yeah, and it, like I'll never have that experience again, probably. Even yeah. I, I don't think I'll ever get that in another MMO. But yeah. um, as far as changing games frequently i'll give you league of legends for an example and i'm sure anybody else that plays league of legends that listens to us would agree you have to play the game a lot to get good at it and yeah. it's the same with counter-strike it's the same with anything else we play like you have to play consistent like i suck at apex but if i played it as much as i played league of legends i'd probably be pretty good at it yeah and i mean i'm not saying i'm great at league of legends but yeah. i'm definitely getting better yeah and um you, to, for me, I don't switch games a ton other than just to beat them, but I usually have one or two that I play consistently that I'll always go back to. Um, <clears throat> but and, and as far as missing out on new experiences or the trends, I have never really missed 
not playing a new Call of Duty game. Yeah. Um, I'm not yeah. afraid of missing yeah. that crowd. Battlefield, I'm not miss, missing missing the crowd. Now, like, if the new Battlefield just is amazing and everyone's playing it, then, like I said, I'd probably buy it to play with everybody. But I'm not, I'm not like, hold my breath. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And because it's, you know, with Cyberpunk, it would probably have been the same thing. Yeah. If we had held out and not bought it, it would have sucked the first day not playing it with everybody else. But then immediately on the second day, we would have been like, oh, wow, I'm glad I did not buy that. Like me. And then it's it's a short period of time where you hate that feeling. And then almost almost immediately afterwards, it's always relief. It's like, oh, thank God. I did. You know what really bugs me about that is that all the reviewers I, I watched were like, the game is amazing. And then the next day they're like, it's got a lot of bugs. And I was like, man, yeah. you guys should have said that to begin with. Cause I probably would have waited. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. uh, the last thing I was going to say is, um, this is like a specific company, but like, uh, from software, mm-hmm. uh, those, I would be more inclined to play as they come out for one, because I love them, mm-hmm. but two, because I love how they have the message system in the game. Now, granted, I played, we all played all of them recently, and there's still a ton of people leaving messages on there. There are a ton of people who are playing oh, them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are, were, were, are still playing them. So I wasn't missing out on anything because there were still messages all over the ground helping mm-hmm. you or whatever. But imagine, like, playing it a brand new one as it's coming out. Like, <laughs> you mean how a, many messages? You mean the message that every time you go look over a cliff face says, try jump, try roll, try yeah. dodge. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I think that's kind of cool. I mean, I, I like, yeah, I think it is too. It's just, that's like all the messages oh, yeah. that are quote unquote helpful in the game. It's like, it's like try jump and just like jumping into a hole to your death. Thrust. Or even like, I like, like, I love fighting yeah. this boss. I want to help somebody else fight him and you can actually get summoned like mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. all I had to say about that. I, I didn't see any, I don't, I didn't actually look at any studies. I'm sure there are some oh, I'm like sure studies, about, but uh as far as everything else that's it i think i hit everything else okay i'll go real quick uh so i just wrote i play whatever whatever game i feel like when i feel like playing it i game up constantly so i'm not the best person to ask pretty much what john said but i'm really cheap when it comes to gaming and now that like on pc you have so many options like i don't buy anything at 60 dollars. the thing is like the last game i bought 60 bucks was Baldur's Gate 3, and I regret paying $60 for it because I ended up playing like a little bit more than two hours. The game was early access. I know I was just really hyped because I played Divinity Original Sin 2 and had just beaten it, so I kind of wanted to get that same like adrenaline kick, you know, or like endorphin rush from playing it. The game was like a horrible buggy mess when I tried playing it. I see its potential, and I know I'll eventually play it like once it's like fully released and I can enjoy it. But I'm like, I could have waited and probably paid like $40 or $30 down the road when I actually am going to play it instead of just buying it right now. Um, yeah. I regret buying it early, but I don't regret buying it because I know I'm eventually going to play it. And I don't really I don't really regret giving the dev the money because I know that they're a good developer as far as the two games yeah. that I've played from them previously. And yeah. I, I don't feel like I'm going to get screwed by them not doing it because they're constantly doing patches and changing stuff right oh that game's gonna be amazing oh yeah once it's once it's done like the little bit like two hours that i played i'm like okay i'm excited for this but i i don't want to ruin it by like playing it early and then like oh well now i have to deal with bugs and stuff because we even did that like i was playing with spikes and just like his character's like running through the wall and stuff just like all right (laughs) cool let's just uh save here and we'll quit (laughs) 
but yeah, I game hop all the time, so I don't know yeah. what to tell you. I'm terrible. <laughs> uh, I I wrote down that if you stick with the game, you're usually going to get better with better at it. So that's why you would want to stick with it. Um, but I know that I'm not going to get amazing at games at yeah. this point in my life, so I just don't really I, stick with a game for. A I think it time. all depends I, if there's something that comes out that is your passion. Mm-hmm. Like if I I hate to say this again, but if Star Wars Battlefront Two hadn't screwed us all mm-hmm. when it came out, I probably would have been really good at that game because I probably would have only played that for a very yeah. long time. And yeah, but- I think if. I think if anything, if something comes out that you are super passionate about, yeah. that's all you're going to play. Well, and and you will get good. I, I mean, yeah. none, we all have lives yeah. that don't revolve like that. We can't let just let revolve around video games like I don't I'm not a Twitch streamer that does this for a living. So yeah. I can't I'm never going to be I'm never going to get to Diamond and League of Legends probably. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Or anything. Or I'll, I'll even go further. I probably won't even get platinum. Yeah. Maybe not even gold. <laughs> but I mean, like. <laughs> hey, at least he's I mean, honest it, it's <laughs> that's just the reality of it for most of us but well yeah i was gonna say i think i think one thing that we could probably all agree on is that it's always nice to have a good like pocket kind of fallback game like right now john mm-hmm. has league so he knows that he can go play a single player game and beat it but he knows he can always go back and play league you know i J- dakota and i used to have and probably john too for a long time we had rocket league was our fallback game for, yeah, for years I played rocket league a lot. for years so yeah. like we go play Counter-Strike, get pissed, lose, whatever. And like Counter-Strike's also been that kind of like, Counter-Strike's always that game in the back of your mind. It's like, I can play a game or I could go play Counter-Strike. It's just kind of like that game that's just there. You don't necessarily always yeah. want to play it, but every once in a while, like, yeah, let's play a game of Counter-Strike. Oh, okay, cool. It's easy to get in. It's easy yeah. to get in. You, the mechanics are easy enough to, I, to play whatever. and figure out. And the games, you don't have to think that much because it's the same yeah. thing every single time. You just set up and, and just hope that you get the headshot yeah, before they shoot like the you same in the thing head with league because that's that was i mean we were playing other stuff when we were playing league hardcore i mean league was like our main game yeah but we'd always we'd go off and play counter-strike or play whatever else and like okay we'll yeah. go back to play league yeah. that's like that's like our main thing i think dakota and i right. those simple games are are, are the main if, ones if, like if i was to say right now like oh what's like the main thing you're playing like i've been playing a lot of apex i've been playing a lot of other random stuff too yeah. but that's like my pocket game right this moment where it's like next week it could change. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. I'll read this next question. This is from Monkey. And keep in mind these questions are like two weeks old because we didn't answer them last week. Uh, <laughs> what are your guys? <laughs> I didn't need to know uh, that. I think. Okay. So he said, "What are your guys' favorite video game home screens, aka title screens? Like you could just sit there and listen to music and watch the home screen for hours." Uh, you guys want me to start? You guys have shorter answers than me. I can. St- oh. Oh, whatever. Okay. Yeah, go for it. So for it. I just put MMO, pretty much any MMO. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy's great. Wow, WoW's okay. I mm-hmm. just kind of always enjoyed like the intro music, the intro music and like the background. Yeah. And, like, e- either it was like the the the, bur- the giant the portal, portal or yeah, the dark portal, and then it changed to like the Lich King's mm-hmm. dragon, yeah. and then it changed to whatever else. It, changes, it, was, it changed. Yeah. It changed for every expansion. Um, Ion beats them all. Yeah. I, Ion's home screen was inc- was insane. Yeah, and uh, it had like its little s- song that went on, and it was it just every time I turned it on, it just like it's like even it, when I did, yeah. yeah, it hits you like a brick. Like if so, if you just go watch like that Ion, like I think it's probably like the one point five login screen because it's changed over time, but it's just like you hear that like ah, 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 
it's like <laughs> the intro music's like it's some like so choir good. singing and you're like man it hits you like boom 2009 here i am let's go and, and i like we played it not that not like <laughs> two to like a couple like a year ago mm-hmm. and i downloaded it and i turned that home screen and just nostalgia just yeah. hit me around the face yeah. and i was like oh my god yeah all right dakota cool uh i put down the uh the star citizen launcher uh, because the music on that launcher is an absolute banger. It's top tier. They, I forget who they had make the music, but he's famous for making like really good space music, or Skrill- like Skrillex. Uh, <laughs> no, shut up! No, 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 no! Like you know that like that the same bombastic opera like kind of music that um, yeah, he's got in the Batman soundtrack and Inception and like every Christopher no. Nolan soundtrack. No, no, no. I'm thinking more uh, like Star John Wars. Williams. Mm-hmm. John Williams. Yeah, it's it's a, a a younger person, but he's also known for making good music mm-hmm. like John, John Williams, Williams. Jr. And I, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, basically. And I know that you also mentioned you really enjoy the music. Yeah, in Star that Citizen. that was the only thing I actually enjoyed in Star Citizen was the music. Yeah. <laughs> There's there was other stuff I know I talked yeah. about before that was cool. But, it's the only but, finished I, but I specifically remember telling you when I was launching the game, I'm like, dude, this launcher music's actually really yeah. good. And you know me, like I'm very picky about video game music. Like yeah. that is kind of my thing. And I was yeah. like, this music is dope. I was like, and then I started the game and I was like, the, I'm gonna go back you to in. launcher music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it gets you in the mood Explore. to like go into like space. The, adventure. It's like the yeah. the song that plays during the docking sequence in Interstellar and you're like, whoa, this is about to get super intense. Yeah. And then you <laughs> launch up Star Citizen yeah, yeah. and your computer blows up. All right. So yeah. I have on for here, because I am the like video game music aficionado of the show. Dakota's really good at hardware, John's really good at League of yeah. Legends, and I'm really good at video game music. <laughs> 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 um, okay. So I'm going to take it. Very, very nice. You, that's nice of you to say that, but I know it's not. It's not true. It's true. You get you get better than all of you us. Um, so I'm going to take you guys back a little bit. I don't know if either of you guys actually played Battlefield 1942. I'm going to make you listen to the music because it like it pumps you up to like, uh, let's go fight in World War Two. Like, this is so hype. It's like crazy. <laughs> when I, got internet. I didn't play that game. Come on now. That's true uh the the music is awesome the title music is something that i listened to the other day on spotify and i was like dude it's like i'm back baby we're back it's awesome uh mirror's edge back in black mirror's edge title music is actually really good um just any music for mirror's edge really good there's a there's a i'll give you that the mirror's edge is just like a i don't know how ea made that or whoever actually made that it's just a rare it's, it's a dice. rare little didn't dice make that it's a diamond in the rough yeah yeah pretty sure uh, dice did. pretty sure dice did i uh, they didn't they didn't make it they used yeah. frostbite that's what it is they somebody made it but mirror's it, edge is great the music in that game it's awesome the, every, just i don't know what happened with the catalyst anyways um counter-strike is always going to be nostalgic like even csgo like you hear that music and sometimes the volume messes uh, up and yeah. it makes like eight times louder than everything else in your computer. <laughs> so you can really like pull your eardrums out. Um, but I do have to say of all time for like title music, I had a really hard time going back and forth with Ocarina of Time. I actually have Ocarina of Time specifically the title music saved on my Spotify that I listen to all the time because it is anybody that's played Ocarina of Time can tell you just like this soft kind of like melody that plays. And it's just like it's just 
slowly pulls up. You're like riding a horse in the background. Slowly pulls up the logo and everything, and it's just a flashing button that says press start, and it just plays that music on a loop. Like I don't, I would just turn my N64 on and not play, and just like listen to that when I was younger. <laughs> um, Link to the Past yeah. also has the same thing. It has the Triforce like slowly coming in from the all four like bottom two corner screen and the top and then they hit together and they link together like the freaking infinity gauntlet or something and it's like oh god it's so good <laughs> it's so good yeah um but yeah <laughs> uh i also i wanted to add two more in here real quick for mine uh the uh cyberpunk title music mm-hmm. is really good uh and i'm pretty sure whoever made that also made some music okay. for doom eternal um, because Doom Eternal's title music is also really, yeah. really good. Uh, and if you play, I believe it's play both of uh, the the uh, songs together, Cyberpunk and mm-hmm. Doom Eternal, they almost okay. overlap. Huh. There's like a there's a couple uh, like mixes on YouTube where both of the songs are combined and it sounds like it was Cy- made that way. Cyberpunk's like, crazy. I made this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. All right, yeah. uh, Cody, you want to read the next one? Yeah, so uh, the next one is from Obro, and he says, all the Nintendo talk from today's episode got me thinking of a funny question. So obviously this ago. was a couple episodes ago. Yeah. three, three <laughs> yeah. weeks ago. Um, which past or present gaming system has the worst controller? Mm. Also, uh, which do you think has the best controller? Or uh, even best for the time period that it was released in, um, factoring in all the ergonomics and build quality, etc. It's a spicy. So my answer, by the way, this is spicy. I have a different personal experience than you guys. I didn't grow up with you know like Mm -hmm. the SNES and all that stuff because I wasn't born yet. (laughs) Um, I did. I did use those controllers, but I don't have like the amount of hours that you guys probably have on them. So I remember hating the PS3 controller with a passion. My friend had a PS3 controller, and I, it's really hard to explain, um, but I'm, I'm going to show you guys with my PlayStation controller how I held yeah that thing. So Jones actually has a PS3 controller. He's <laughs> holding it up. So this is, this is a PS4 controller. I'm showing Jones and, and John this, right? This is how I had to hold the PS3 controller because it was so Yikes. small. So it's basically with the... The, the the grips that you're supposed to rest in your palms, I have them resting in my I'm, fingers. Let me describe, because, let me describe this huh? to our audio listeners, what I'm looking at right now. It literally looks like how Dakota is holding the controller. It literally looks like reject humanity, return to monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I felt so stupid holding it like this, but I could not palm uh, the controller. It was oh, too man. small for me. I had to like hold it out like this, and this is the only he, way that he, I could actually comfortably play. He, he like, looks PS3 like with those my professional friend. like Street Fighter players how they hold a controller, where it's like all jacked up because they can like push the buttons. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got hey, I got really good at at holding nice. it that way, but I could only play for like an hour or two at a time because yeah, my hands yeah, are cramped no up. Kidding, dude. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was the worst one because uh, I basically had to hold it uh, vertically uh and then uh i think the absolute worst one for me is the n64 (laughs) controller though uh because it was just stupidly designed uh nobody no 
General Grievous doesn't exist. Nobody has four hands to hold that freaking controller. <laughs> I just read that last time laughing. It says, I'm not General Grievous with four hands. I don't want to add it to my collection. <laughs> oh, man. You mean the N64? Do you mean the grappling hook that you can like swing around and like, climb over castle walls? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. John, do you want to yeah. go? I'll go last. All right. So I... I kind of put, I, I think Nintendo had some pretty bad controller designs. I I, I don't know what they were thinking. I, I kind of put the GameCube controller strange. We kind of talked about it some more. It wasn't like a terrible controller. It was just really weird looking. Mm-hmm. And like, there was no, I don't really understand why they made it that way. I mean, uh, I mean, they also like compared, if you put the N64 controller next to the GameCube controller, you're like, oh, the GameCube controller looks like a normal controller. And you're like, what yeah. happened here? It's like a fever dream. They're eating mushrooms. They're eating mushrooms shrooms dude nintendo land so i did put uh you know i loved nintendo 64 it was like one of the best days ever when i was a kid when i got one Mm -hmm. i think looking back we even talked about earlier i was like i don't know how i played games with that thing (laughs) and uh this stupid yellow joystick for the the arrow keys that Mm -hmm. they changed over from the 64 on the game controller (laughs) yeah Uh, um i would say probably thinking about it maybe one of the best controllers for the time might be the nes controller it was so simple it had it had a d-pad and two buttons and i guess just because of the timing yeah. they didn't need anything else other than that um well that might be kind of that may be kind of cheating to say that but i for the time mm, i mean you get the time yeah i think though the nes controller which i've used one not that long ago it was just like a rectangle so it was actually super uncomfortable to use because there's no ergonomics it's like holding a piece of a plastic rectangle so like if you're holding in your hand yeah. it's not like there's no grip it's like holding a piece of c- cardboard but eventually the plastic's just yeah. jabbing <laughs> into the corners of your hands i'm just saying like it was simple yeah. simplistic but i think well I, don't know. I think go ahead i think now all the controllers are pretty similar like oh yeah they like they all feel the same in my hands I, I do switch. like that <laughs> it's like what's happening i, I don't know what the, what they're <laughs> i i do like they're like the extra controller you have to pay for that's actually the pro a controller. controller the pro controller yeah pro that's controller. basically that one's just not an bad. xbox 360 controller i mean they're so similar now i i haven't played with a ps5 controller mm-hmm. or an xbox series x controller um because i don't yeah. need to yeah but uh <laughs> i am curious i'm really curious about the haptic feedback it's supposed to be pretty cool but uh yeah. at playstation after i guess you could say playstation 3 they're all the same thing Mm-hmm. they're all pretty similar xbox is all just exactly the same to me yeah that it's just a, a couple more buttons or whatever i i didn't enjoy going to the xbox primarily because par- partially because i didn't play anything on it and having to figure out what the bumpers did like there's bumpers now and there used to not be mm-hmm. and now i have to figure out like what buttons are that now and i mean i don't know yeah that's just being picky but I don't know. Maybe because I grew up with the NES, I like the controller. <laughs> there you go. I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go with that. Okay. All right. So I have three notoriously bad combos for myself. Uh, one is the Xbox original OG Duke controller that literally Duke, even sh- that one. literally even Shaq shouldn't like couldn't use that. And I remember whenever Xbox came out, I was 11, like 11, 12, and I remember someone handing me that, and I was like, "What?" I like my fingers, my thumbs could barely reach the analog sticks on that. It was a monster um so that thing was pretty much impossible for anyone other than like Shaq to use is pretty notorious 
and and xbox very quickly made a smaller controller the s controller that that they still use yeah. to this day um the wii controller really cool if you're playing like wii tennis and wii sports uh the wii plus nunchuck is a garbage it's terrible like no one should ever use that i the wii is like a really cool gimmicky thing and it's good for motion games but if you've ever played uh uh legend of zelda skyward sword where you have to swing your arm to swing the sword and if you ever played a zelda game where you have to swing the sword like five million gajillion times it's horrible um but the worst my top worst controller is if you have ever played anything on the switch say like mario kart or mario party party um, oh yeah if you're using a joy con yeah. controller and apparently if you're using two joy con controllers that's technically two controllers so you can play quote-unquote switch games multiplayer by using a solo joy con controller and that is literally the worst controller i've ever used in my life it is like probably half the size of an nes original controller and for someone that's an it's adult, less than half. it's for someone that's an half, adult. Them calling that a controller is like an that's that's an abomination. That's so. And Nintendo stopped lying. That ain't a so controller, when we vis- bro. when we went and visited uh, Josh, uh, Dakota and I were waiting for him to get out of a dentist appointment, <laughs> and I had my Switch, and we decided to post up and play <laughs> Super Smash Brothers on like how they showed in the commercials where you prop it up yeah. the little screen, and we both had our tiny little Joy Cons. It was rough. It it was that was, it was awful. Hard. For one. The, the group of people playing Switch in the park all in the same thing, not standing within like three inches of the screen, it's a lie. <laughs> and yeah, you can't see if you are literally any like any farther than about five inches from the screen, you cannot see your character. Yeah, Super Smash Brothers is not meant to be played that way. No. And the controller, it, it works, but it's not great. That is a tiny little controller. Mm-hmm. And I had so many. I felt like my buttons just weren't pressing yeah. half yeah. the time. It doesn't work. Now, I think what we were saying earlier, I recently bought, I haven't used it yet, but I just bought a wired Switch controller, which is basically like a the, wire, the wired ver- cheaper wired version of the like Pro controller um, that actually is basically just like a Nintendo Xbox controller. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm excited to use that. I'm like, if I'm going to play Switch games, I'm just going to plug this in and use it because I'll actually be able to probably play something with it, you know? Um, the joy cons themselves, if you slide them into the little dock, they give you that turns it into like a little controller. It's not that bad. It's kind of just like a, but it's still like a, like a weird shape for a controller. Yeah. It it reminds me a lot of smaller than when you're getting. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of the steam controller, honestly, like inside that little dock thing. It's kind of, kind of wacky, but I do have to say as a weirdo that grew up with PlayStation after N64, um, PS2, PS3, PS4 is my favorite controllers. Because I, I played a ton of PS2. That was probably like the console I played the most in my life. And got a PS3, played that a lot. And now I have a PS4, which I don't ever use. But I use the controllers. I'm one of the weird people that likes the analog sticks next to each other. I've just gotten used to it over the years. And I'm one of those people that eventually, if it goes on sale or something, I'm probably going to buy a PS5 controller and just use it on my computer, not buy a PS5. But just like, because I have heard that that is like the, you know, the newest evolution, but it's really comfortable to hold. And it's like a really good controller. So. And it works. On I just PC. wish the prices, yeah. which I understand it's technology goes up, but the pricing for these controllers is getting a little outrageous. Well, that, and I'm quite curious. Yeah. Oh, well, I thought 60 bucks for a controller was just stupid. I'm high. curious how much what the the cost of manufacturing is to how much they're paying. We're paying for it. Well, what the difference is. The, fa- no, the fact that Joy-Cons are $80 is absurd. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. yeah. So 
Fun fact, though, when Super Smash Bros. Ultimate came out, I almost bought the new Switch GameCube controller to play it. Mm-hmm. So I played Super Smash Bros. Melee yeah, a lot. But they're only like, and they're I was like, like 25 bucks. Like the GameCube remake controller is like 20, 25 bucks. That's not there bad. Was, there was a reason why I didn't buy it. I don't remember what it was anymore, but it was like, I think it was because it was wired. Was it the price? Huh? Because Smash Brothers. Because was it Smash the Brothers price? <laughs> well, Oof. that ended up being another reason because I didn't like it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, too, yeah. is that there's always yeah. different options and whatnot. But let's hit this anyway. last question real yeah. quick. All right. So, okay. Oh, it's also by Obro. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I was just listening to the podcast about all the crypto mining craze going on. So it has me thinking, if another crypto crash comes and it drives all those 30 series GPUs, laptops to gamers or consumers at a lower price than MSRP costs, would you ever consider buying a used card or laptop to... You know for a fact it was used for mining if you can't get a new card or want to save the money. I have no idea. Okay, I'll do mine first. And, and, I'm, then, gonna pa- and then I'm gonna pass it on. Okay. Um I think this is what I wrote. I think crypto mining is silly, and if you're gonna mine anything, you should do it in IRL or do it in Minecraft. Okay, so so Jones doesn't have a clue there. Okay. <laughs> Go to Dakota. <laughs> All right. Uh so I thought this was a really good question to bring up uh it's probably best if we have an episode about it but then again i don't like cryptocurrencies mm-hmm. at all and, and crypto mining i i think it's a yeah. cool technology and that it exists and and whatnot but i hate the fact that it mm-hmm. uses gpus which we need for gaming um and it's a really it would be a really boring episode too even <laughs> to me like because i don't it's so boring um but anyway uh buying secondhand cards uh this is what i wrote I bought secondhand cards that were mined on. Uh, what you really need to look for uh, is how long it was mined uh, with. Uh, was it undervolted? And did they load a custom BIOS? Uh, if it was undervolted on the stock BIOS, then you're probably fine. Uh, the first thing that's going to fail is the fans, uh, which can be easily replaced. You can yeah. buy like replacements on eBay. Yeah, super easy. Um, if it was a custom BIOS, then don't mm-hmm. buy the cart. Reason being is that people can easily mm-hmm. screw that up. Uh, there's a chance that they tried loading a custom BIOS onto it, and now the card doesn't basically. post at all, which means it doesn't work, and it's bricked. Um, or they loaded a custom BIOS to do some things that the normal BIOS would not allow, like messing with voltages in unsafe ways, or you know, just doing stuff they shouldn't and abusing the card. Um, it's not worth the hassle to try to load a stock BIOS back onto one that had a custom BIOS. Uh, again, because it was abused, you don't know what it went through, uh, if that's the case. Um, if the card wasn't undervolted and it ran hot, um, heat is the biggest thing that you need to look out for because heat kills mm-hmm. electronics, right? The hotter it runs, the, like the, expectancy know, go down. the faster yeah. it's going to die. Yeah. Um, I personally believe in giving like mining cards a a second life, um, because it lessens e-waste and most of these cards are totally fine and still have plenty of years to live. You just got to be really careful about who you buy them from and like, well, and and it's going to be pretty big news if like the mining market crash and you're going to see like, you know, cards right now, like 3000 series cards are double the MSRP right now. So if you start seeing cards pop up that are MSRP or below MSRP, that should just immediately give you a red flag. 
if if and, until yeah. until cards become available to buy at the actual msrp price you know and in, in stock in stores and ebay and amazon everything yeah and then the the value and the pricing goes down like it's just something to be really weary about any used gpus like yeah sometimes you can get a really good deal and sometimes you cannot get a good deal you know just one of those things yeah. like anything cool. else yeah be careful yeah yep all right john this is a really long episode. Where can people find us if they've made yeah. if they made it this far? If you made this far, we'd like to thank everybody for listening and thank all our Patreons for Patreoning <laughs> for us. Um, you can <laughs> okay. you can uh, find find us on Patreon if you type in PCMR at the search bar where the first thing that pops up. Uh, if you've enjoyed the show, please think about it. It does support us and get us to our goals of the game shows and the. Uh, our other goals that we're trying to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, and also keeps us ad free. I think yeah, that's the biggest thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, you can go to website, website at com. There's a contact form at the bottom. You can fill out to talk to us, or you can go to Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, discord. Discord is the best place to talk to us. Cause we're always talking on it. All of us are. And there's always people in there. Like we said, it's turning into a family. Mm-hmm. So if you want to join that, come on in, come on in. I was gonna say I was gonna say <laughs> um the whole like custom bios thing, right? For the, what you were just saying. It's it's kinda like what yeah. it did when they were working at Soft Disk. They're just like secretly making Mario in the background. And they're just like, Oh wait, these weren't mine. We definitely didn't do anything. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think is uh obviously thank you thank you dakota for doing this episode yeah, thank you so much because it was actually interesting that, yeah and i know that it's just really funny that a lot of people left with quote-unquote creative differences and whatnot and it's like mm, yeah you're fired yeah you were not, yeah it's a, a little, little sketchy sus. they were stealing the commander keen files and whatnot but i think yeah. like were you were you trying to make games on our systems without yeah. our knowledge? I think the biggest Yeet. thing that I learned today is that I don't know what happened to Soft Disk, but they got so screwed. <laughs> <laughs>